Hello everyone and welcome to the Coffee Club Podcast. I'm joined here today by Ainabo once again. Shazam! <laughs> we fu- <laughs> we're not cutting that. We're not cutting that We're not cutting it. I was going to try my best, but I didn't want to scream it because my neighbour would hear me. Yeah, honestly, honestly, it's like we came we came back from watching Shazam today and oh my goodness, it's just it's going to influence a lot of conversations going forward. I mean... It was good. It was really good. I, yeah. don't, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but recently DC just dropped, well, recently, literally, I think two days ago. Maybe, two days ago, yeah. yeah uh, DC dropped Shazam. Uh, one of, arguably one of the, I mean, I saw, I was watching a video about the comic and somebody said it's the worst, one of the, one of the worst DC characters, well, the most wackiest. I don't know yeah. if that's true. I think it's the wacky, wackiest DC character. Because the whole story is fucking stupid. Basically, yeah. the premise is there's a little 15-year-old kid and he gets given powers by a magic wizard. Yeah. And yeah. but and on command of a word, he becomes an adult with super, basically Superman. Yeah, he becomes su- a low-budget Superman. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, he's a low-budget Superman. I literally just say it's literally Superman. Well, but this is like, I mean, without even going into the story, uh, I said to you the moment we walked out, kind of proves that you can make a film about a character who is borderline invincible and still make it yeah. brilliant. I, like, I talked about stuff like One Punch Man, and it was, you know, like... Should side- we keep this spoiler free? Because it is pretty early, and I don't think everyone... I think we should keep this spoiler free, because I remember we did Us literally as the film came out, and I saw the comments, and were like, oh, it's convinced us to go see it, but we've kind of spoiled the twist, so right, I think we're, we're going to be... We're going we're, we're to do spoiler free. Not that there's much to really spoil about the film, because it, it's so baseline. It's it, like... Yeah, it, most... <laughs> I'm not going to say most of it's in the trailer, but you can kind of take the vibe from the trailer. It's yeah. not like Endgame where you have no idea despite yeah, exactly. the film's coming and out. And it's not like days. us where the trailer didn't really say much either. We are, we are, we are two minutes and ten seconds in and Endgame has already been mentioned. Yep. It's a, it's not a coffee club without a Marvel reference or Endgame reference. Yeah, or a superhero. Like, I mean... It's a film podcast, but let's be real, like 80% of the market right now is superhero films. Because it's like, it's that time of year. It's like, it's the time of year where you've got stuff like superhero films coming out, like left, right, and center. So it's it's only natural for superhero films to be the talk of the cast at the moment. Yeah, I mean, next year there aren't many. If not any... Sorry, my chair's squeaking. Yeah, it's just chair's squeaking. Um, But yeah, I just swear there aren't that many next year. I think Marvel are going on like a 10-month break. Uh, yeah, but no, but they've got Black Widow. They've got Black Widow. That's not confirmed, though. Is it, it? It's confirmed. The casting. Maybe the, the that's stuff. the only. Yeah, but I think that's late, late next year. Yeah, I don't I, think I, there's I, anything much. I'm pretty sure after Spider Man, they're going on a ten month break. Wait, we're not talking about Marvel. We're talking about Shazam. Yeah, stop, yeah, stop talking about Marvel. So, DC, DC, DC needs the spotlight this time yeah, round, and they deserve it for Shazam. Um, yeah, really, really good film. Yeah. Uh, I, I commented on it. and I thought that it felt because you know how I've said like films that feel like a TV film. I said that first, you know, the first Avengers film felt like a TV film, but this yeah. felt like a TV film. But like, film, like, yeah. good. Like, it, it, it like, was good. It, not like the case of, this is a TV film, like, TV film, it's bad, but a case of like, it was real, for an invincible superhero, it was really like down to earth and, and grounded. It was so grounded. Yeah, and I, yeah. Always, I find the whole thing really like wholesome and family-like, and it was like... I keep saying like, but um, it, it, it was, I, I can't really explain it. There was something about the cinematography. It was so close up and there, there were shots. Shot, like shot reverse, it was constant shot reverse shots. Yeah, so. and there was also shots of just when they're at like the dinner table and they're like, like they say grace or something. Is that what yeah, Americans yeah, yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's like really sweet because you don't it's see wholesome. that. You don't see that in superhero films. Yeah, I think with, um, with superhero films, especially recently, a lot of them are like, you know, 
oh, world-ending threat that's going to destroy everything and kill all their family yeah. and everything. Or, and it's like, the moment, I remember watching it and it's, okay, this is one spoiler, but I remember the typical cliche where they find a loved one, where the villain finds out about a loved one being related to the hero and they go, like, kidnap all of them. I felt when 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 that hap- when that scene happened and they, he started to put the dots together, I was like, "Oh no, they're gonna that's go for not, that cliche." It, okay, that's a bit of a spoiler. But if you Wait. didn't think villains were gonna put dots together, then you've you've not watched. Yeah, you're kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I'm cold. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting <laughs> I'm cold, cold as well. But um, yeah, yeah it, it it was. I don't know, man. It was like, I think. It maybe sends a message to DC, Marvel. I mean, yeah, to D- to DC really, because obviously it's not the whole team from DC working yeah. on it. But like, and to Marvel with the fact that like we've had adults in superhero films, and mm-hmm. they're not all the same. They were at one point in 2015, but uh, for the yeah. majority now they're becoming pretty vast and different and exotic. Yeah. But um, with uh, DC, it's pretty. They're not all the same, but you know, this whole it's the same cliche. But yeah. we we saw with Spider-Man: Homecoming, uh, teenagers um, getting powers. Mm-hmm. But even with Spider-Man: Homecoming, I, don't get me wrong, it's my it is my favorite Spider-Man film. I really? th- yeah, I think I prefer Spider-Man too. I just prefer Tom Holland uh, quite a lot. And he still hasn't seen Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's now before everyone gets mad. I'm refusing to see that film until I can see it in IMAX because I couldn't see it in IMAX where I used to live because there was no IMAX. Yeah, and or just the, get a good big big screen and no, just watch yeah, it. Yeah, if, if it doesn't get re-released, I will. Li- I'm well, I'm buying a big TV soon, so I may be forced just to watch it on. Yeah, that. just watch it on. Which that. will still be cool to be close. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be cool, and you can like pause it and everything because it's now on digital yeah. release. So yeah, but um, but in but, terms but, of kids getting powers, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like this is my point I'm trying to make. It's like even with Spider Man, even though it was my favorite one it was a case of like it was it was still that like wacky marvel sort of like thing of where it's funny and it's cool and it had some great music in it yeah and it's spider-man but there's not there's not that down to earth feel and the comedy wasn't really in the fact that it was relatable to like teenagers or anything the most of the comedy in spider-man homecoming was like comedy was like spider spider-man humor yeah stuff where it's like oh I'm Spider-Man, but this person, like, oh, Spider-Man's all cool. Like, the guy who asked Spider-Man to do a flip. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm like... I mean, I I like that scene. I like, but I like the, yeah, I like the wasn't joke. It, wasn't it just before that, like, this weird CGI? Or yeah, shit? it yeah. was, it was. But uh, we, we can look past that. But, but it's... um what I, what I was trying to say, though, is that it, it it's still funny and it's still good, but there's something about Shazam where it, it feels like a superhero film, but it, at the same time... It kind of takes what Stranger Things does, and it has. That's that's what I was. I was saying it was so similar to like it felt like Stranger Things, yeah. but with superheroes. Mm. It was like it was so well done with the. It's like all the all the people who are acting it did such a good job. The kid actors again. I this is two films yeah. in a row we've seen a film of good kid actors. Well, I wouldn't and, say in a row for me. I've seen Dumbo before this. So. Oh, I didn't see yeah. Dumbo. Thank I, God. Yeah. Bad. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. Pain, it was painful to slog through. It's like maybe, Tim, maybe, yeah. maybe. Let. Sorry for interrupting you. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll get on to ripping into Disney again later on. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it it was like in a weird way, like Stranger Things, just how it was wholesome and down yeah. to earth, despite everything being absolutely batshit crazy. And the and, comedy. Yeah, the comedy was. Fu- we were laughing. I was genuinely laughing. I rem- I'm in a in a film in a superhero film like that. It might have been like some once or twice, but I've never seen an audience collectively actually yeah. laugh at I, a joke and i rarely this sounds weird but i rarely laugh at movies and cinema same i don't laugh at movies and yeah cinemas, but like 
but this was fuck actually there was one joke which i'm not going to spoil and you know what joke i'm already yeah, referencing yeah, yeah. and i was like when we, when they said it i was like did they that was a pretty edgy joke for a yeah scene. I was like, <laughs> but that—that's what I like about DC. Yeah, the, the thing they have over Marvel is they can get away with edgy jokes. They yeah. can get away with swearing. There was quite a bit of swearing in it. Uh, it's, I remember when I said when I saw the BBFC thing before the film started saying bleeped strong language. I was like, wait, what the what the hell? Yeah, yeah. bleeped I, strong language. Can we have superheroes with swearing, please? Actual realism. If yeah. there is a fucking like crazy demon guy trying to kill me, I'm probably gonna say fuck. Yeah, you're but probably just gonna. I, go, you know, I, that's why I don't like about Marvel. Marvel don't like using the like the f bomb swear word. Everything they like, Disney. they like just say like, "Oh shit, this is happening." And I remember Wait, the age of shit. Yeah, no, well, no, well, like uh, I, Iron think, Man, I, I, I reckon Captain America is no, shit. I am no, Iron Man has said it like multiple times. Even said it in Civil War. But when when Iron Man said shit in Age of Ultron and Captain America calls language. him out on his language, I'm just like. Oh, oh my god but it's like had, no, Disney no had said, bought it by then was, they bought it in 2010 didn't they they bought yeah bought them I think the first major film that they did was like by then was after the Avengers I think it was I'm after Iron Man 3 the first one was after Iron Man 3 what was that Guardians I, I can't remember I think it was Guardians no I don't know it, was, it wasn't so Guardians it would have been 2013 no yeah. Iron Man 3 was 2013 so what would it no. have been? it might have been Guardians Winter, yeah Winter Soldier and Guardians were in 2014 oh well I can't really complain because them films are fucking great like, yeah exactly but the thing is with language in general like I remember at the at the very end you probably know what I'm talking about but that character just went on a massive rant on the news like yeah. when, when he was swearing in the news I was like Hold on. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. It, I, that generally got some laughs out of me because that's the most realistic kind of it reaction. Is. To that's like, what we said. It's yeah. realistic. It was so weirdly realistic. It was where even, um, but this is, okay, this isn't the spoiler, but if you are, it, this is like the most minor of minor details. Mm-hmm. Basically, they were going into, the kids were going into the school they, they were at and they were checking bags for like guns and stuff. And I was like, Wait, they yeah. do that in some American schools? Uh, yeah, they do. In some American schools, they do check bags so for like it, shit like. It was just, yeah, it, and it was just the minor details which show. It, like, I saw somebody was like, I fu- they said in their review of Shazam, I felt like I knew Philadelphia after that. And I thought, okay, that's a bit cliche. But you kind of do. Yeah, you do. You kind of feel like you know. Like you really feel like you're Shazam. <laughs> yeah, no, like- yeah, legit. The people, you kind of get the people's vibe there. And yeah. it was that, it was one film with dull in a way dull cinematography because that's what Philadelphia yeah, is it's yeah. dull yeah. but it it worked it with, worked it worked so well and the, I, it, just the whole quality even the camera quality you know yeah. like, everything was just good I, like, did, I can't I, think of a flaw other than the last fight went a bit too long yeah and also I think one thing that I noticed as well as in I'm probably going to go on a tangent about the director as well but before I do that there's one thing that I noticed which is a detail in Shazam which I really liked was the attention to social media that the um yeah. that the film has like not just a, not just a montage scene but if you notice I don't think I think you might have noticed it but remember the scene where the bully well 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 the well it's a bit of a spoiler but the scene towards wait, the that's, end no, no, that's not spoiler that's not spoiler wait no but it's like so the scene where a disaster is happening and everyone else is running you hear like someone shout everybody run but one guy stays in films yeah like i noticed that like the, the camera lingered on the one guy who just turned his phone on to record something happening up at the top and i was like oh that's actually pretty decent because you don't see that kind of stuff happening in like in marvel films because in they marvel just run. 
They just, yeah, you just hear running and screaming. I don't think there's ever been a mention of Twitter or Facebook or anything. I think, no, there hasn't, there has been plenty in, uh, in Spider-Man Homecoming, I believe. Really? Because, uh, yeah, Spider-Man, in the, the literal opening, the opening, the cold open to Spider-Man Homecoming was the fact that he was vlogging everything. Oh, yeah, 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 And then yeah. he was texting him. As in, I think that's the one where they tried to go for relatability, but I was going to- But even then, to, yeah. it was good. It was good. Like, and, I, and I still laugh at the vlogging thing. Yeah. But- is it realistic? It's not realistic. I, I, the, the vlogging, the vlogging was kind of. I liked how it, they characterized um, what, to, what to, what's it called to Toby. Peter Parker as like the a kid, like a I kid. Toby Maguire, then, but yeah, carry on. I was, I was about to say Toby yeah. Maguire, but yeah, uh, they they characterized P, Peter Parker as this kid who's been thrown into the whole thing and really wants to be a hero and stuff. And I really liked how they did that, and it led into Infinity War as well. Yeah. The thing is, though. I think Shazam did the social media and the stuff where marketing and everything How around. he learned his powers and how he yeah. got to spread his name. They've done that it down so cool. to a T. That was so well done. It it was cool to see some a kid learn powers. Yeah. I felt like I was watching... I felt like legit I was like a kid watching a film like when I was a kid. Like it was just cool. And yeah. it was... I, I kept comparing it in the, when we were in cinema to Spider-Man 2 in a way. Yeah. It, there was, it felt like I was watching... Not another version of Spider-Man 2, but the vibe was like that, a mix of that and Stranger Things. Yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> In much. a way, in and, a weird fucked up way. Yeah, and I think that would tie into what I was going to say about the director, David F. Sandberg. Now, I've been following David F. Sandberg ever since he posted the original Lights Out short many, many years ago. It's a short horror film, and it's about, you know, one of the characters who turns the lights off and there's a demon in her house and everything. She turns the lights off and, and notices it. Very well done short film. I recommend it. I think it's on YouTube and Vimeo. And it did so well that James Wan came, James Wan himself went to him and it, it won loads of awards. Really? He said, let's make a theatrical adaptation of it. So there's theatre, so this short film that originated on a film festival, which was on Vimeo and YouTube, managed to turn into a high budget horror film, which did extremely well. And people really liked how smart the character was. And that's down to the director, David F. Sandberg, who's active on Reddit and everything. You could even see his account and he's really active. Like he constantly posts about Reddit. He's one of those people that's in social media and is not one of those people who's like under a veil of you know under you know that kind of corporate veil where they have yeah. to be like oh i'm relatable but my manager's telling me to do that no it's actually him like he went on to reddit and commented about stuff that people would enjoy in the film mm. and one and it got, it shows in the film as well like the the montage the youtube montage while they were training that that was really accurate That's as in, the in i do less uh, yeah i do less i do like less to youtube than fraser does but even then we were looking at it and that's like that's the most YouTube kind of thing that there is. Yeah, a YouTuber seeing a superhero become famous through YouTube. It's, it's like, so so cool. And it, It's not just that. It's like, that film did it right. All these yeah, other films it, are like, oh, it's got 20 billion views overnight. And you're like... No, one video banged and then the rest were on standard views. Yeah. But they just, honestly, they just nailed this they film. Nailed the, they nailed the realism so much. I can't say the, the director enough. And also, it was really cool of the director to feature that same actress who was in the original short film yeah. and the theatrical adaptation gets a role in a DC film. Yeah, That's really good that. for the CV because I clocked it immediately. I was like, isn't she from Lights Out? And I was like, yeah, it's it's, it's her. I, I think what this film says, and DC fans, if you're listening, you probably won't like this statement. And I think you already know what I'm going to say. Is this is this film's a big fuck you to Zack Schneider? Yeah, I think recent DC. I think it's so good. I, I I touched on this in the second or third Coffee Club, but the corporate restructuring that AT and T are doing to Warner Bros is probably the best thing that's ever happened to the company because they've probably looked at this billion dollar purchase. Is DC worth a billion? 
this has been part of Warner Bros for ages. No, but, not, no, like, when did AT&T buy Warner Bros? Uh, AT&T bought Warner Bros last year. No, not even that. They bought the company that owns all of Warner How Bros. How much and did it all cost? Like 60 billion? Uh, not even that. 100. It was like 100 billion. Was, so they've probably looked at this 100 billion purchase and they've probably looked at their main film series that they own, which is arguably DC? DC... DC and DC and the Wizard and Transformers is paramount, but DC and the Wizarding World are the only things that make Warner Bros. Oh, money. I forgot they own the Wizarding World, but yeah. the Wizarding World's kind of finished. It, it, it's kind of finished, at and this the point. last one flopped. And yeah, and it hasn't uh, until Aquaman. They didn't have a billion, hadn't had a yeah. billion dollar film in six years. And, and what I'm trying to say is, like, they've probably looked at that and they think, well, something's fucking wrong. Yeah, here. something is definitely a, wrong. Here. A franchise which has Batman and Superman, Superman. the Flash. Uh, not Aquaman, but Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, like these main these major big- ones. Batman is, I think, Batman's the second most famous superhero behind Spider Man. How can you not have a billion dollar film and, from Batman and, also, and Superman? How can you have a franchise big as DC, have a DCEU, but not have a Batman origin story? First, I think it's because people. Are, they start, they, how did they start it? They started it with, with Man ba- of Steel. And then Ma- Batman. Then was- straight into Batman v Superman. Where was. It, it was like the Batman film just got deleted, or it was like they were too scared to make even, a they Batman. They didn't even film. plan it. They they, didn't I, even plan I think it, they yeah. were too scared. I think they were too scared because it was only a few years after yeah, the Dark Knight. The origin, the original plan, the original plan, because the Dark Knight Rises came out in 2012, Man of Steel came out in 2013. So it's technically the Dark Knight Rises, um, other worlds, technically. I'd say in the in the very the loosest form of the world where this other worlds, because, else worlds. Because it's gonna, oh yeah, else was not other worlds. But it's yeah. it's gonna get confusing because they have got a Batman film planned, just like they have a Joker it, film. And it's coming. called the Batman. And they're going to have the DCEU's Batman. So there's gonna. This is the one thing Marvel have over every other uh, over this franchise. Continuity. Is, yeah, continuity is very important in my eyes. Yeah. I think if you have two two of the same character. It's not only going to com- confuse us, it's going to confuse the kids mainly. And also it's the fact that Marvel themselves, the reason why DC have to do this, and it's also down to the Warner Bros' corporate corporate um, structure, was because they had Warner Bros. DC have had shit films. Marvel haven't had a film where the audience have, or the audience and the critics and the commercial revenue that's come from the film have all decided that this if is shit. People could argue Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman, fucking Captain Marvel, but... Overall, that film did well, and, and it, it's, it's it's on a billion. Like Captain Marvel is a billion dollar the film. The audience reaction isn't that bad. It's not that bad. It's like people. It's are just that minority, one, one the extremely vocal minority. I think at this point, and it's one thing that I noticed as well with DC in general. I'm probably gonna. I'll mention this again mainly because I think it's very important that people know about the whole thing. But with the firing <sighs> of Kevin Sujihara, who is the CEO of Warner Bros. up until recently. He was the one that was directly responsible for, I'd say, single-handedly fucking up the whole of DC for his own personal gain, in my opinion. I say research into this because it's very interesting, but he's the one that sanctioned all the changes for Justice League so close to the release so that they can release it and he gets more money from the AT&T purchase. He's also the one that hired the trailer company to edit Suicide Squad instead of the director and effectively locking him out of the film. And he's also the one that chose the whole structure of the DCEU and got Zack Schneider in to do the whole thing. Zack Schneider, who I'd say I only like 
one of his films, I'm going to be honest. I think, actually, no, two of his films. Man of like, Steel. Uh, no, I wouldn't even say Man of Steel. i say Watchmen, three, 300 and Watchmen are ones that I enjoy. The only parts of Watchmen I genuinely really, really liked was the end and the very beginning. In terms of Man of Steel, that was like an enjoyable film, but I wouldn't say it's one of the best films that I've ever seen or the best superhero films. I really like the score though. I feel like having someone like Zack Schneider, someone who's like, oh, I deconstruct everything. Like he deconstructed Watchmen and he deconstructed Man of Steel. Having him helm the DCEU was probably the biggest mistake that Warner Bros did. Well, I, I just look, I said, I keep saying this in most podcasts, give superhero films to creative and funny directors like james wan yes. like james wan i'm like so james happy gunn. Yeah. <laughs> and james gunn as well i'm so happy that the dceu is now being run by the guys who are running the conjuring franchise because the if there's one thing about the conjuring franchise while they've had some duds consistency is the main thing that i've really liked about the franchise you can go into the film and you know what you're getting Mm -hmm. and it's consistent and they know their bounds they don't do epic world ending threats as a conjuring film i watched the conjuring one and two and i very much enjoyed those films yeah they obviously you know my pick on horror films but i actually kind of like them and i'd say with them helming the DC franchise and getting directors like James Wan, who was in the Conjuring franchise, and David F. Sandberg, who was also doing a horror film that was under James Wan's wing, I'd say that is the best thing that Warner Bros. have really done to DC, and maybe they can get some billion-dollar films from this. I Shazam, I'm kind of apprehensive. I don't think Shazam's going to make as much money as, well, your Captain Marvel. It's like the battle between the two Captain Marvels, because Shazam used to be called Captain Marvel. But I feel like I'm hoping that Shazam makes about, you know, 600, 700 million. Yeah. I, I hope that DC have a run because that will give Marvel something to do because Marvel have literally their backs are now hurting from carrying the superhero genre for 10 years yeah but and it's like yeah I, I, I've just read though that it don't, Shazam's only made 50 million and it's open on weekend it, well it's Saturday and you've got Sunday is so. it not out in China yet? It's not out in China, I don't think. I do not think it's out. I don't think it's out in China. I think that's going to be a while before that one's in China. It's not out in Russia yet. Exactly. Because what uh, what Captain Marvel... Oh, meant- no, it is out. Oh, really? Uh, it made 16.4 million oh, damn. on I the think- first day in China. Oh, damn, that's not good. 50 Because 50 million, if you think about it, us... A fifteen, an R-rated film by Jordan Peele, and in a horror film, an R-rated horror film by Jordan Peele, which was released last week, made seventy million in its opening weekend. Yeah. So for this, so Jordan Peele does made, have that. He has. Impact. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. This is DC we're talking about. After a billion-dollar film, that's not that doesn't bode well for Shazam. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't, and that's sad. It's really sad. Maybe. Well, you have to look at it like this. The my my favorite Marvel film, Winter Soldier didn't exactly do amazing at the box office. Well, to be fair, it made 700 million. That what? was good for it at the time. I thought it made like 500 million. No, whoa. It made 720 million. Or Sh- uh, are you sure? Yeah, maybe, it made maybe, 700. Maybe I'm thinking of the US. But yeah. even so, it's still not a billion. But to be fair, and, it was not expected to make a billion then. Yeah, because, I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know. And Shazam wasn't expected to make a billion, but still, it's like, I mean, even Venom did better than that. Venom Venom's and, done better than Homecoming, so it's like Venom you know, got eighteen eight hundred eight hundred and eighty three And also, Shazam. it did it did bucket loads of money in China. China. The Chinese love Venom, but it's like it's shit though because like the one good DC, well not the one, but one of the best, the best DC film 
in it, years since the Dark Knight, and it doesn't do amazing. Maybe maybe them projections are wrong. That's not. Yeah, I found anything. To be fair, the, to be uh, to be fair to Shazam though, I, the one thing I do like about what DC are doing is they're doing it on a lower budget. Shazam was not shot at a high budget. I think the budget eighty was, million. Yeah, and that's very very low for a superhero film if and you think it, about that's it. That's pretty mad because like it looked good and it looked good for an eighty million nothing, dollar film. I think um, that the next thing DC need to do after this is have a superhero film which is again grounded but don't have a boss or a a, a bad guy which is like all powerful like Zemo. It, 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 yes it needs to be it needs to be the joker like it needs which to be which was a, directly going to lead into what I was going to talk about which is the new joker trailer you saw that trailer haven't you uh yeah the Judd York and Phoenix I got well I'd say flamed but I got people saying oh it's bait because I said that the trailer looks boring but I do not have I'm going to be honest with you from what I've seen as in, I'm going to go into the film with an open mind but the behind the scenes the memes that have already been made on like various websites about the Joker and the way that like the behind the scenes footage of him just running across New York City mm. with like cars and everything all the memes about that in addition to the whole thing as the Joker as a character being completely and utterly thrown in the gutter in recent it, years it, it is based on the killing joke comic yeah it's it's kind kind of based and it's that, loosely that's one based of the most on it. Famous yeah, it's comics. very loosely based on the killing joke. But the problem that I have with it is a the director and also b it's the uh, the trailer didn't sell me on the film. Joaquin Phoenix did, but not he, he is a brilliant actor. Yeah, Phoenix is an amazing actor, but the I, trailer didn't sell me. And and what I've learned from films, especially in the last three years then this is surprising because it used to not be like this up to 2015 yeah is that trailers nowadays kind of do reflect well on films they do reflect well because on films. captain marvel wasn't amazing and the trailer was the only trailer which i ever fought from in the last five years from marvel which was genuinely bad yeah so if i find some if i find a trailer boring which is meant to be over hyping a movie yeah there's a good chance the movie yeah now, i'm not saying it's going to be bad it could genuinely it just could be, a bad be trailer. It, it could it could be i'm thinking i'm gonna say right now way before the film comes out i'm predicting a 70 or so percent on rotten tomatoes really yeah I'm, i think i think it's going to be the one of the polarizing ones considering the director's posting the director's film history the hangover trilogy which was like uh, then he went on to make like I drama know, films. I don't know. A lot of people like the Hangover trilogy. Um, that's because they liked it as the actors. The first film was good; it was decent. The yeah. second and third film were shit. You don't like the second one? The second film. Oh, I, I remember. Like I remember one. watching that one, and I was like, "Well, I haven't watched it since I was like well, 14. Yeah, exactly. It is 14 year old humor. I know, but it was. It's an R-rated film, but it's still like. What? It's a 14 and uh, the smoke weed epic lol. Yeah, it's it's literally like the whole like me dank me. Who's the, who's thing. who are the four actors? Uh, Bradley again? Cooper, Ed Helms, and Zach Galifianakis. I think I can't even pronounce his name. Is Zach Galifianakis? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Is that and all three of them are all decent actors? Isn't um Seth Rogen in that? Or am I no, no, no not, Seth Rogen. No, no that, he's another smoke weed. He yeah, he's, he's smoke, he's smoke <laughs> weed. Is that, and is that laugh? Can you do his laugh? I can't. I can't. I can't do. That's it. That's it. I just smoked another weed. I just smoked a ton of weed. Yeah, it's uh, like yeah, but it's like I don't. The, the director Todd Phillips. I've seen what is done, but and it's like his philosophy. Like I, his recent film War Dogs with Miles Teller and Jonah Hill wasn't good. It was mixed. It was really do you, average. Do you not think though that has there ever been a case of an act, of a filmmaker who has had a lot of bad films and then he and ran, then knocks it out of the park with one? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. 
because I've no Nolan. Nolan has always made like it, he's never made a bad film. Villeneuve. It, you always get directors that have a smash hit film, and then the rest are just wank. Oh, and the I director. The director. Me. Oh, I keep burping on every. It's because I drink coke every time I do this. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, Dan Gil. Dan Gilroy. Gilroy. Dan Gilroy burst onto the scene. I'd say burst onto the scene in in directing with Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler was an extremely good like thriller. It's one of those thrillers about a news a news person. Then he made two shit films in a row. Ridley Scott? Ridley Scott's a good one as well. As an alien and then, well, he I made- I watched uh, a bit of Aliens, the Aliens, not Alien, the other day. Aliens is James Cameron. Uh, um, yeah, I know. I just, I'm just saying I watched Aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he did, Ali- Ridley Scott did Alien though, right? Yeah, he did Alien yeah. and he did the rest of like, Alien. he did Alien, then but, came back with Prometheus and Covenant. But I, uh, yeah, I, I watched Aliens and um, it's so different to Alien. It's so different, yeah. Like, it's because it's, it's still like good though. Right? Even the branding, like the branding, completely changed. Like it went from Alien, which was like what it did, greenish Only, thing. Uh, no one can hear you. Yeah, in space, no one can hear you scream. That's, that's fucking creepy. And then God, Aliens, just make a fucking good Alien film. It's so Alien easy. Isolation it's, is the best Alien it's, film it's nowadays. The, honestly, it's so easy. It's so easy. Somebody just who owns it? Warner Bros. owner, right? Oh uh, no, 20th Century. Fo- oh, Dis- Disney, Disney own it. Oh, please. oh no, Disney. Oh, no. Disney, just give a hundred million to who should they give a hundred million to um, Ridley Scott has direct control over the franchise <laughs> and we're only going to get films from Ridley Scott no but the thing is Ridley why, Scott why? has got Ridley Scott has got such a ritual but he doesn't like as in I've noticed that in re- I've, I rewatched Prometheus and Alien Covenant Alien and he's Covenant. made the scientists so retarded I hate it Alien oh you just said the R word uh, Alien <laughs> I'm joking yeah <laughs> well um, but no um, Alien Covenant I watched that in cinemas. It, so did I. Uh, and I didn't go back to see it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the good thing about that film is the designs of the aliens. The design, the Xenom- I think the Xenomorph with good CGI, well, arguably good CGI, but it was like, that was creepy. It's because they saw, it was they, like a renewed interest in the alien franchise after isolation and they fucked it. But it, it kind of made no sense because... How I I don't I may be wrong in this because I don't claim to be an expert on xenomorph. Yeah. But I swear they are like that they hunt, but they're not like open aggression. They sneak and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they sneak. Uh, so that scene of where a, uh, the xenomorph is like running t- and jumps on the uh, the ship as it's it leaving and he it. like bangs on it. I'm why? Like, why did he do that? Why? I, I know he wants to kill. But I, why? Why would you run where there's like five people and they're on a massive ship? Because it makes no sense. Why not just yeah. stay on this land? And it's also in it's the one thing in, in isolation. They made the xenomorph genuinely creepy and like really hard to get by, and it's not, it was sneaking around all the time. In Covenant, it was literally out in the open. It could have been there with like a massive machine gun saying, "Hey, look at me! I'm yeah, gonna kill it, you now." It wasn't creepy. They they're these fucking huge aliens, which can be made creepy because they can do loads of creepy shit. Yeah. Uh, so make them creepy, just like. If anything, just remake Alien. Oh, that would... Oh no, I don't think that would go down well. I think Alien has got such a large basis, you can do so much with the franchise. Well, yeah, it's because just, you have to think, there's, what, like two good Alien films? Yeah, I'd say. And that shows how good them films were because it's such a popular thing 40 years, 50 years later. Yeah, even, even, even with so many shit films. Yeah. And renewed interest in the game. It's also mainly because... There is such a desire for alien horror films, and they just haven't. Yeah, I remember you making a tweet before saying about a lack of alien. We haven't gone. There's going to be a phase in our lives when 
finally the horror industry realized that there are these things called aliens yeah uh, to be fair there was recently a film called life if you've seen that one you did what, mention yeah, that yeah life is alien horror film and it's, but i'm talking yeah. about big budget horror films like conjuring level horror like films where like people yeah. go out in flocks to watch like they go flocks to watch but, an yeah, alien because, horror film because yeah. there was that time in the early 2000s where alien films were popular there yeah. was i'm pretty sure because of independence day yeah, yeah. um that's when we got signs Have you yeah. signs do you like signs you know you don't like signs do you I, well I, 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 I just didn't find it scary see i didn't find yeah exactly yeah. you need sc- scary alien films i'm begging i'm begging i somebody. think it's because <laughs> i think I, I honestly i do think it's because as with aliens nowadays in the public eye you don't take them seriously anymore because with demons de- the reason why oh, people still- I don't take demons yeah, no, seriously with, with the reason why demon like poltergeist horror films do so well is because even well well not nowadays but back then it was like oh it's a ghost it's a fucking yo, ghost yo I've seen so many demon films if I walked into my bathroom and I looked at my fucking mirror and I saw a demon or I saw myself and myself in the mirror is turning demon, his head yeah I wouldn't be fucking scared because I'd be like, I've seen this film sixteen times. Yeah, I've well, seen this film on Netflix. Yeah, ten times in a row. You've seen, I've seen. I know with, with Alien, with Alien horror films and stuff. I think it's because people are all with like the A Lamau kind of thing, where it's like you know, yeah. oh, aliens do nothing but sit a, a, in their a, ship and smoke weed. A, a, no, Alien films, like the whole Alien like genre, just died after Paul came out. <laughs> after exactly, because <laughs> everyone's like, right, aliens are now smoking weed with. <laughs> they're sm- they're with smoking. Some, with oh, my with, with Simon, Simon Pegg, Pegg and, yeah. and Nick Frost, it's yeah. like when when Paul. I think Paul might have been the cast. Did you like Paul? I really actually. I, I liked. Paul. I think it was it not was, as good as the Cornetto trilogy the, with Edgar Wright, but it the, was still funny. The, sto- the whole plot is fucking like it's, fucking, it's so cringe it's, it's and cliche, but it, it's it's fucking good. It's, yeah, it's just stupid. Me, like, Horror films, I think the only decent like alien horror films and stuff I've seen is on either on Netflix or in recently. I, there was a film that was really filmed in my area called Attack the Block. Have you seen that? No. Oh my goodness, that is something else. That really is something else of a of a horror film because it's like it's like London. It's like chavs come into contact from outer space with aliens who want to kill like what, alien chavs. Not alien chavs. So I mean, the aliens wearing chavs. No, it's like chavs come into contact with aliens who come from outer space. Why? It's a horror, f- it's it's a genuinely good film. That it's on Netflix. F- it's, it's on Netflix and it's really, it's genuinely good. But it's like, we've, we've deviated, well, I wouldn't say deviated because we've led straight into it, but I think the whole thing with films in general is that studio executives just don't have faith in genres anymore because it's like, you've seen one, you've seen them all. It's, it's that- But you can say that about fucking anything. Anything. Like, I don't know, do people not just look at Marvel and think, well, they're 20 superhero films and they're still booming. And they the Russo's did tweet today saying that you could start today till Endgame with Iron Man. So yeah, there's that. Yeah. They're but- clearly doing something well. So like... Yeah, we've seen alien films, but yeah. they were forty years ago. Like, make make some more. Man. We've seen ensemble superhero films. We've seen the X Men multiple times. So I've why seen do people Spider Man like six times? You've seen Bruce Wayne's parents die multiple times. You've seen Uncle Ben die like so many times, like, and it's like your audiences still eat that. It's they be- still eat it's it up. It's better than Peter Parker being a dickhead. Yeah, in like you know. But um, I mean, even though he was a dickhead because his dad, his yeah. granddad died, but uncle died even. But um, yeah, it, it's just a case of like, 
I just don't get scared by horror films anymore. And yeah, I'm just neither do I. To try I w- something different. Yeah, please, please, guys. We're, we're to speaking of. We were going to see um. Well, we were going to see Pet Cemetery after Shazam, but we were too tired to. So in the next episode of the cast, we're probably going to cover Pet Cemetery amongst others because there's also it coming out this year as well, Chapter Two. Yeah, another film I'm not going to be scared. Oh, well, to be fair... Did you find It 1 scary? No, I know. I kind of... Some jump scares got me, but they more pissed me off after the fact because they're like jump scares. I can't... Like, I I know the premises of It because I've read the book. Same. I can't remember what happens in it part one much other than when they went into that weird house and also and when they did the, when the proje- Pennywise yeah and the dance of Pennywise and the projector scene I think one for that film that film did some jump scares really really well also the opening scene where Georgie dies I, gu- I guess it was one of the best horror films in a while it's the highest grossing horror film ever made yeah, yeah it's and it's one of the highest grossing R-rated films ever it's made it's because it's it it's because it's it, yeah. And, and they had some good actors, kid yeah, actors in there. Yeah, some of the Bill best Skars kid actors. And Bill Skarsgård, 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 He's very, he was a very good Pennywise. I watched behind the scenes with him and it wasn't, it was like borderline method acting. After the makeup was on, a lot of the stuff was actually just him. Really? Yeah, like apart from the big ass forehead, he like, he had like all the intonations and his voice and everything was his own thing. It wasn't like, it wasn't the script. He wasn't putting on a voice. It was him. Well, it is a fine example of you can take a film from the 70s or 80s. I can't remember. What, I think it was the 80s, was it not? 80s. The TV film was the 80s, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can take something from the 80s, which was massive and lived in culture. It was it embedded itself in culture for 30 fucking years. Yeah. I was scared of clowns because of it. But it can literally, when I was a kid, yeah. <laughs> it can literally embed itself in culture with no other films made. And then they go and fucking pretty much just remake it. Yeah. And it's and a it still huge does well. success. Yeah. Why not do that with Alien? I'm not going to stop hammering this point. Why just not do that with Alien? Stop making these fucking dumb films. Yeah. Like, okay, Prometheus, that genuinely could have had a lot of potential because it could have led into so much. And it was decent up until the last third. And now we've seen how aliens happen, like were created or some shit. Yeah, and, I, I don't and I'm think- like... When it gets why, to why world it, building, why it, does it have to be so godly? Just have these. Like, oh, the gods are from the air. And they're gonna yeah. make these aliens. Just like, have these fucked up beings yeah. that exist in like, the universe. There's a, there's that's a Steve- what's scary because they're just fucked up yeah. for the no, reason of being the fucked thing. up. There's a Stephen King novel. I can't remember what room number it is. I think it's fourteen oh eight. I think it was a Stephen King film and the book, and literally the book and the film both outline that it's lit- it's not the main character's fault. He hasn't done anything to anger the demons of the past. It's literally just an evil fucking room. And yeah, exactly. And th- I mean, this even throws back to um, like superhero films. Yeah. Like this is why I'm. I-, I know the Joker has origin stories, but uh, it's it's commonly not known what his actual yeah, real the dark knight said at best some men just want to watch the world burn yeah like you can have like it's always it's a common complaint uh, like in super films stuff like erjb's from cosmos yeah, yeah, yeah basically super superhero villains which are just there for the sake to be evil but yeah. you can be evil for the sake yeah. of being evil if you're actually believable yeah so just give us some believable yeah don't just get like you know because i don't i like i kind of like how some villain more villains are becoming like you know you can understand where they're yeah, coming no, from don't get me wrong I, I i if not prefer that more but for once in a while you can just have somebody who is just evil to be evil like the like the, like the shazam or he Fergus joker yeah but it, it's like marvel hasn't had a believable evil just to be evil character no uh, Thanos no. has a motive Thanos has a very like uh, Killmonger, a deep motive Killmonger has a motive has a motive um, Hela Hela 
had just wanted to be more powerful. She was. I mean, she ha- was ha- evil for the sake of. I being think Hella was, and she wasn't believable. I know she wasn't believable, and I think even that it was because she was neglected by Odin because it was like, oh, we were both evil. Yeah. Then Odin saw the light. They, that's the thing. Like, they like, try. That's that's it. You've just yeah. nailed it. Yeah. They try to give yeah. the motives. Just say they're fucking evil. Just yeah. say they want the world to be to burn. Yeah. They want the world to burn. Yeah. Uh, and rather than just oh, I'm trying to take over the world. Let's have somebody that wants to burn everything. Yeah, uh, I really s- want someone. To, I think because the thing is with Doctor Doom and all that kind of stuff, they're not really evil for the sake of being evil. They mm. got neglected. I just want an evil fucking villain. I I just, w- yeah, I want somebody who's genuinely, even if it's in a it's in a one singular movie, like a sp- the third Spider Man film. I don't know. Oh yeah, probably wouldn't fit too much in Spider. Maybe if four gets another film, which yeah. it probably will, give him the the film of the or give it to maybe. Theoretically, if Iron Man survives Endgame, could there be an Iron Man four in the future? No. If the if, what if the franchise starts to decline? Maybe, but they could just they who like who could fight an evil just to be evil guy? Oh uh, well, the Guardians can. That's a good one. To be fair, the villain Ronan. Ronan was Ronin. a guy, but. Ronan was trying to prove his point against. And Thanos. he was cheesy as fuck because they really, really ruined him for getting Captain Marvel. We just Marvel. need a psychological guy who is evil, and it's like, it, it's like I think um, this is my the fault of a lot of comic book um, comic book YouTubers or video essay YouTubers who always say that, um, and they're not wrong for the most part that all yeah. villains need motives who are, have believable motives, but. Again, I think we've forgotten the art of evilness, a wicked evil. Yeah. Uh, the, ironically, the company that used to nail it were actually Disney and their yeah. old animated films. In the animated yeah. films, exactly. Disney, they Disney were evil. Yeah, like, Disney, Jafar, like, I'm so mad about what they're doing to Jafar in the Aladdin live-action remake because it's like... Wait, what are they doing to him? Well, I'd say his character was so evil in the animated and films that they're just taming him for this one. And he's just, like, they're cunts and they that's what we know them for. Like, yeah. uh, fucking... I mean, some Gast- of them may... Gast- wait, is, it, is his name Gaston from Beauty and the Beast? Is it Gaston? I don't know. Well, yeah, well, the, the villain in Beauty and the Beast, he's a cunt. I mean, some have some minor motivations, like Scar wants to dominate. But to be fair, Scar's just evil. Yeah, Scar... Evil. Like, yeah. He, killed, he killed his brother in cold blood. Like, that, I guess that is what we're missing from the Avengers, an Avenger yeah. to go bad. Yeah, Mm, I think, well, we had Hawkeye in the first Avengers film. Yeah, but that was... That he was possessed, but... We, was... we need... Uh, and if we need the evil villain and we need him to take an Avenger and make we we need the Joker to make a Two-Face but in, that's literally it yeah we, we we literally just need the plot of, of, of the Dark Knight. Knight we need the Dark Somebody Knight to shape the superhero it. franchise again, again once again just maybe not yeah. for the don't just don't create a DCEU. Yeah, make probably. a make a uh, a Winter Soldier, um, and we'll be happy. Yeah, uh, because I I don't know because I'm just like trying to think if there are any evil characters who I mean, there's not really Red I, think Skull anim- anime's the, I think anime is the only thing that I know for sure that they make evil characters that are evil just for the sake of being evil even as like western I wouldn't say western even as liked in the west as Dragon Ball like the- Freezer's like evil. The reason Attack on Titan is so... I, I mean, I haven't watched the end fully season three so yeah. I may be wrong in saying this but as far as I know the reason that it's so like like engrossing and so interesting and good to watch it's because the titans have no no reasons am i right yeah the titans in titan form as in most of them they don't have no reasons they're hungry they want to eat people yeah they want to eat people some of them are doing it for sport as far as yeah some of them are doing it for sport it's like the centaurans and doctor who they don't they they just kill for sport yeah and 
that's cool, man. We watched, that's wild. We, I, I do not give a fuck that if, if it was revealed at the ending that the Titans were just there to be evil. Cool. I would be fine. Because I've read ahead in the manga as well. I said, I had one thing one thing that I like, one thing in uh, in One Punch Man, which starts soon, which I'm very mad about. But one thing I was going to say about that was Garo, who's a new villain that's coming in, who's, if you read ahead in the manga, he's like a very, very prominent villain. He's there for the sake of being a villain to the heroes. Like, he even says, like, oh, being a hero must be so boring. It's so righteous. I'm going to be a villain. I'm going to kill all the heroes. Not even that, he's going to maim all the heroes. I was like, yeah, that's a villain. I want I want more people. I want more people in Western media to be just very, just evil. Which yeah. does lead me into something that Fraser wanted to talk to me about, which is uh, he, wanted, he, he brings me some bad news. He hasn't told me. As in, he's, he, he's kept me in suspense even before the podcast has started. And he's just... He hasn't told me. So I really want to know. The news is bad. It's a, it's actually about Endgame. Oh no! No. Um. So I can't. I just gonna say spoilers. Yeah. Uh, spo- are you sure you want to hear this? Yeah, I do. It's bad news. What's the news? Do you want to guess? Captain Marvel kills Thanos. Is it to do with Captain Marvel? Basically. Yes. It's not three hours and two minutes. It's three hours and one minute. Oh, you've been baited. Oh, you've actually been baited. I've been baited. You've been, been baited. I've been baited so hard. Have you been oh wondering what God. it is for about three hours now? I've been wondering it. You've let you kept me the length of Endgame to tell me that the length is one minute shorter than it actually is. Ah, <laughs> 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 you kept me. In, no, you don't understand. I was genuinely in suspense when he was like, "Oh no!" Normally, I'd be like, "He's joking," but he said, "Oh, I'll tell you in the podcast." I was like, "Oh, it must be bad if you're telling everyone in the podcast." I'm just, I'm just, you're evil. You are actually evil. <laughs> evil for the sake of being evil. I hate you so much. I quit. I quit the podcast. I can't do this. Oh my goodness. But to be fair, it's like, even then, that's one minute less of action. That's genuinely horrible. Are you actually upset by that? There's one minute, a lot of stuff can happen in one minute. The Doctor Strange fight lasted 45 seconds. Oh, really? Yeah. It was 45 seconds of like, them hitting each other with infinity stones and powers. Yeah, again, one minute cool. less of that. It did look cool. That is horrible. At least it's not. There's at least it's not two hours and fifty nine minutes. Oh, oh no! It's honestly, they've just put it one minute ahead just to say it's over three hours long. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because the le- the reason why the length is three hours long is because two hours and fifty nine looks stupid. <laughs> yeah, and also to be fair, if it's three hours and twelve minutes, that means it's going to be in the three hours and two minutes. That means it's going to be two hours and fifty some two two hours and forty something minutes because the rest <sighs> there will be like fifteen minutes of credits. I I am glad. I am very happy to know that the film is that long because it's i it's gonna be like there's gonna be so much that needs to be covered there's gonna be so much they have to cover and they're gonna have to do the universe rewriting thing oh my goodness i gen i genuinely don't know how they're going to how they're gonna pull this off because people say there's so much time to do everything and not just that it's the, the director okay so i'm gonna say something but the reason why i'm also so excited is because literally everyone industry insiders outsiders critics everyone who's had a chance to see the film already they've they've all been like it's amazing 
it's amazing. And I remember the director of Doctor Strange, Scott Derrickson, he tweeted the other day saying that while he was editing Doctor Strange at Marvel, Joe Russo came up to him mm. and he said he, he gave him a very short pitch for Infinity War and Endgame. Scott Derrickson told him that if you nail Infinity War, Which he did. Endgame will be absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, and uh, I can't... And this is the only film... In, I think the only film I've ever seen where the pre-reviews by everyone... It's, it's it, not even people being contrarian to say, oh, no, well, the film's like, shit. It, it's not okay. And this is a film, just think, critics are very pissy with films like this because they're like, oh, it's based on so much other stuff. Like, yeah, especially with Infinity War. Like, people were, people kind of expected the reviews that Infinity War were getting, like, 80-something percent. Because it's like, oh, wow, it's a part one. It's clearly a part one, and we need to see all these other films. But everyone's going into Endgame just, saying it's amazing. Just, just think... When, other than Star Wars, has there been a, a finale film in a massive franchise, which is which in the second part, is, it, like the last part is bad. Harry Potter's second part in the Deathly Hallows was brilliant. It was miles Lord better of, than part one. Lord of the Rings, uh, the final one. Ma- amazing. I'd yeah. say, I'd say, do people like the third, what? Do people think the third film's like the masterpiece? Or what, do the Lord think, of the Rings? Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Do they as think, far as I know, yeah. Everyone yeah, thinks yeah, Return I of the think King that's is the, the one Because I remember that's the one that won every Oscar yeah. was nominated again, and it was nominated in, in like 13. A lot of fanboys prefer Fellowship. A lot of them. Oh, okay. But um, in terms of films, I say the achievements because the, like, the Return of the King is still the only one that, the only fantasy films ever won an Oscar for best film. It, yeah, because it's fucking awesome. Imagine, and the fact, I, I still, it, it's kind of sour that Black Panther had to be the first proper superhero film in, like superhero film nominated for best picture. Yeah. Oh, the only redeeming factor to that is that it had Killmonger. Yeah, and it was like, his it's death scene game. is fucking cool. He has the most like bad badass death I, scene. I, I kind of honestly now thinking about it, I said like, I liked I liked it. It's it, just the it, way he said, it, "I'm it, gonna see my and bury me with my ancestors." Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, he's literally like, "You may as well just bury my ancestors." I'm just, in the like, sea. I'm just like, and that hit hard. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're the honorary black person of the podcast. Who me? Yeah, he's <laughs> the honorary yeah, black person because it hit so hard. I'm just like, when that happened, I was just like, oh, okay. I was in. Okay, good line. But it's like it felt because it felt really weird the way he said, "Oh, just bury me with the bury me with the ancestors." Did you not like that reference? No, well, I, no. But it's like for him, for him personally, when he dies and everything, he's seen. He's he's when he said, "Oh, bury me in the sea." I'm just like, you're not advocating for all the race stuff there. You're advocating for the people of Wakanda all the time, and also your support was from your father, who was from a growing up in a bad yeah, but he descends from Africa. Yeah, I know, but it, Wakanda it, it, is yeah, I know, Africa. I know. It just felt, it just felt. It just, I think just, I think that line. I think everything else was like it's beautiful and everything. But I just felt like the way his, the way his character all of a sudden because his character was all. You're the only I'm person I've ever had to not like that line. Yeah, no, it was like no, it was it was like the way it just happened, the way it happened, as in it was like oh, oh, kill this clown or oh, this person's like you're a pre or prig. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let everyone live the way that we were supposed to live. That kind of stuff. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, just bury me with the ancestors. Oh, it's I think it was a case just of kill me, man. It's like no, I, no, I, I just think it was a case of he didn't want to be imprisoned. Yeah, no, I, I think he, it was. Yeah, because prison. I think a prison would probably be worse for him. It's a fate worse than death in his eyes. But yeah. it's like yeah, especially with black with the Black Panther, with mm-hmm. like in Wakanda as yeah. well. Yeah, but in general, I think in terms of, I think Endgame. I'm hoping Endgame would be the one to break the super the superheroes at the Oscars. Even though the Oscars don't really mean much, but to break the curse of you know actually getting nominated for stuff that's worthwhile. It won't. 
It, it won't. won't. It won't. It won't. We all know it won't. We all know it won't. Fucking, it'll be some dog shit romance film. Yeah. Who gets some form of fucking Oscar? I hate the Oscars. Yeah. Well, mm. who who doesn't? Mm. The Oscars are a joke. No yeah. one likes them. Literally. Uh. Uh. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. 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 I wanted to talk about Minecraft. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We so, did say we were gonna talk about games. This is like Jablinski yeah, games. This is yeah, when our podcast is basically like Jablinski games. We don't even talk about games up until Minecraft. And even then we're doing it ironically because I mean, have we? I mean I certainly haven't. Well, well what do you mean? Like you I mean, well, well, I'd say I wouldn't say I I've been ironically playing Minecraft. Like, look at me being all ironic. I'm gonna open Minecraft and play ironically. I'm just like, no, it's I enjoy playing Minecraft, but I am way past the point in my life where my I think I I think I identified with Minecraft so much when I had a shit PC because my PC, my old old PC was probably the worst thing ever and I used that to play Minecraft all day every day. Those days are kind of beyond like they're, they're, those days are like. So what really do you bad. play Minecraft for now? Uh, I'd say to to cool down. It's like just to cool off. As if I've had a long day where I've done commissions and done all that kind of stuff, or I've like written for a video, I literally just go into Minecraft and build some mad shit. Yeah. And I just use that. It's like it's like I don't go to Minecraft to go there because I used to go to Minecraft like go to all these multiplayer servers and play competitively. Like oh, I want to be. I used to, I used to do that. Capture the flag on a Friday night where all the classes were free was probably the best nights of my life on Minecraft. But with Minecraft nowadays, I just do it to like cool down, which does lead into we were us opening a server. Yeah, we. We made a server for the coffee clubs uh right now it's available for everyone i don't this will be uploaded like tomorrow which i is, think but at the time that this is going to be uploaded it's still going to be open for everyone and wait, i mean yeah because we need we still need to I, we're, we're in the process i remember doing this ages back it's all coming i think in recent times it's all coming back to me because i used to own a server when i was really young but when doing all these server configs and doing warp systems and doing all these commands and stuff like that it's all coming flooding back to me by the time that we're opening the server and stuff and we're still doing tests yeah in terms of stuff to do with minecraft though I'd say with the server that we're doing, we just want to make it so that people can go cool off and just have some fun. As in, we're not looking for it to be this one super large network of servers that people go in and it's in and out of the other one. We just want to make it so that people can just chill and have fun. Yeah, legit. Uh, As in, we've been building, we've 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 been building with subscribers and fans and all these people. Like we've all been building the servers and stuff. We've had like a hunting session yesterday. We literally just hunted yeah, everyone we in just the server. Fuck with everyone on there. I think that's part of the it was like it's literally bringing back Minecraft trolling one by one. Yeah, legit. It uh, really is. I've been enjoying it. Uh it's nice to it's a good way to interact with you guys. Uh yeah. I because I, like I rarely talk in Discord servers or in, yeah. I, I reply a lot on Twitter. Yeah. But like Minecraft is like weirdly it's, more direct and personal. Yeah, it's, it's more direct and personal because you're like, you're helping people build it's, it, kind of it, stuff. it doesn't feel like, in the least condescending way, it doesn't feel like I'm interacting with I hate the word fans. I hate that word. Like I followers. I, every time I say, every time someone word. talks to me about like stuff like my YouTube, I don't say fans. fans. I say yeah. subs- I don't like the word. Yeah, fans. that's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't feel like I'm interacting with. I, I'm like fans. quoting right now. Yeah. Fans. I don't like that word. It's, I I guess I'm interacting with followers, but like I'm playing a game with people, and that's a yeah. more personal experience. Would like to even play with me, even if yeah. it's just Minecraft. Like yeah. it's still I'm playing, a and game it's the with only you. game that I can guarantee that everyone at least has. Although people, I, I I hate how Minecraft's been released like on two different platforms on the PC because I remember yeah. when you open the server and they're like, "What version are you on?" It's like I'm on Windows 10 edition, which who does raise the point: Who that? the fuck 
uses Windows 10, the Windows 10 edition of Minecraft. Just looked at my computer, Windows 10. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> but like the Windows 10 version of Minecraft, like that's that that's genuine. Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, legit. Just buy the Java version. The Java version, the superior version. <laughs> but, yeah, honestly. Yeah, uh, it's been good fun though. Uh, we the only way to get into this server, by the way, is going onto our Discord server, which I put in the description to every single one of the podcasts. And eventually, it will just be available available well, only for Patreons. Yeah, uh, which and we wi- and we're going to get a whitelist on it. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, yeah no, I was saying that Patreon is probably like the main thing to go about. Just yeah, now. We were going to talk about Game of Thrones, but honestly, that's we should. We should I wait. Gonna, Game of Thrones is in a week. We're going to discuss this in the next, like yeah, we'll in do, detail in the next Coffee Club. We're, the first gonna, episode we're going to give that a really clickbait title, like Jon Snow dies. Just, <laughs> imagine if that actually happens, and then you've said, "Oh, you retroactively spoiled it," like Mark Ruffalo did a year ago for Infinity War. Jon's like, going to die. Yeah, uh, let's not talk about Game of Thrones. Let's just answer some questions. Yep, I'm going to go onto the account and let's just go to this Discord server. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Discord server, onto Twitter. And let's see who wants to... Anything you want to talk about today, we post on Twitter and... Hmm. You can ask me the questions. Are there any unpopular movies you've seen that you enjoy? This has been asked by Mr. Cass. Spider-Man 3. Unpopular? Well, I'd yeah, say people I'm... ironically enjoy it now. Really? Yeah, they've uh, ironically enjoyed it. It's okay, like Spider-Man Three has now become a hit. Yeah, uh, it's a hit. <laughs> okay, let me think of some. Uh, do, 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 give me some suggestions. Um, Suicide Squad. Fuck did off. you enjoy? No, <laughs> no, you clearly enjoyed. You it. can't it, even ironically enjoy that. You film. can't. I, it's I, not I, even like that campy feel. It's just it's so, so shit. It's unpretentious and dumb. Uh, no, g- give me more suggestions. Um, what, sh- sh- what do you want? You said you hated animated films. I can't say Shark Tale because Shark Tale was my guilty, guilty pleasure. <laughs> um, what what film was unpopular like that people didn't? Well, Captain Marvel, arguably, but that's the vocal minority. Yeah, I, I, I can't I really. Go, I'm not gonna go back to rewatch Captain Marvel yeah. optionally. Venom. Venom. Yeah. Oh, you do you like Venom? Yes. Oh yeah, I'd say definitely. That's one of the unpopular ones. Okay. Yeah, there's uh, someone asked a similar question. Everyone's saying Shazam and Pet Cemetery. We've seen, we've talked about Shazam and we're going to talk about Pet Cemetery in the next one. Um, I'd love for you to, uh, so Sin, Sinhead, Yum Yum Beans has also said, I'd love for you to expand on scores and soundtracks. Uh, example, what makes a bad one? Are they getting better or worse? Overused instruments or common melodies? They are getting much better. I'd say they're getting, I'd say they had, they had, there was a dark age there was a very dark age in soundtracks. Would you say between like 2005 and 10? Yes, that was exactly what I was going to say. It's the, it's the same time. Uh, there, was, there was one though. There was one. The Dark Knight? Two then. Uh, I think it might be the same composer. Yeah, it is. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. And can you guess the other film? Uh, the film, Trent Reznor, uh, The Social Network? No. That was in 2010. Um, who? Uh, Inception. Yeah, Hans Zimmer. Two, yeah, but I'm saying, could you guess what film it was? The Inception and Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. In two thousand nine, came was Inception. Am I right? Two thousand and twenty ten. Inception was two thousand and nine. It was ten. What? Really? It was ten. You uh, can check check it right now. That's one thing I definitely know because in twenty ten, Inception lost the best film and best soundtrack Oscar to the Social Network. Okay, it was twenty ten. Yeah, but I'd say the Dark Age five to nine. Five to nine was probably the Dark Ages of like film soundtracks and stuff in general because all of them sounded the same. Action oh, films in general yeah. all sounded the same. They all had like the like that kind of song, and you're like, yeah, it. You've seen, you've heard one, you've heard them all. But it's I, like, I, I, I honestly, I think a thing that influenced like scores and soundtracks quite a lot uh was actually 
mainly in set but but I'm thinking of another thing Game of Thrones Ramin Djawadi Ramin Djawadi yeah, yeah. Ramin he Jawadi. is a fantastic composer I'd say, I'd say though Game of Thrones didn't really actually influence it as much as I expected to I think Game of Thrones has that unique sound to it what, I mean what about um, the uh, the melody the song with um, Cersei uh, or hard home. I I think in general songs like that. I I wouldn't say it's they they've influenced. I say there are the they are the the staple. They're the staple of like TV soundtracks. They're yeah. an example and a case study in how to make TV soundtracks. Well, Hans work. Zimmer's obviously gonna influence everyone. Like. Yeah, Hans. I think Hans Zimmer has constantly influenced everyone. He constantly seems to change the game. It. Every single fucking Christopher. Nolan Every single song. major. Is like, Christopher Nolan always Hans Zimmer? Yes. Yeah. It's. I think. What a duo. Um, what a fucking. The dark. Duo. The dark. Like. Oh. To be fair, Batman Begins did have Hans Zimmer and someone else. I can't remember. I think it was Benjamin Wolf. Dun- Dunkirk. Dunkirk influenced and it so hard. Brilliant soundtrack. Yeah. We're Blade now going into a really good age of soundtracks. Yeah, I think we're going into the best age of soundtracks because you've got talented soundtrack creators. You've got Lorne Balfe. You've got, uh, well, Lorne Balfe was uh, Hans Zimmer's understudy and you can tell from the Mission Impossible soundtrack. But you've got like Lorne Balfe. You've got Benjamin Welsh who worked on the Blade Runner thing with um, with Hans Zimmer. You've got even, um, even, Tyler Bates with the, Guardians of the Galaxy. Even the Avengers. Alan Silvestri. You've got... Um, who else you've got? I'm I'm, put, I'm just throwing out recommendations it for was, people to watch on soundtracks. It was the one thing, this is the only, well, I have a lot of problems, but this is the main problem I had with the Harry Potter series. There wasn't, other than the intro, there wasn't exactly a memorable soundtrack. Ooh, I'd say that's arguable because I'd say the soundtrack for, there's memorable songs within it. And by is memorable, there? I mean as in just in, in iconic scenes, like Dumbledore's death scene, the soundtrack, Dumbledore, Dumbledore's farewell was a very, that, that score was genuinely I, amazing. I, th- I think I need to know it in my head though. Like, I think for, for a song to be, a soundtrack or a score to be good, a normal audience has to remember. Has to like it. recite it. If you say, if you played, if you played, if I played on Spotify right now, you should be able to get it instantly. Don't, I don't want to get it striped. Yeah, but, um, but it's like uh, Harry Potter. The intro is. Yeah, you've got, and it was John Williams who did that. Yeah, yeah. And it's um, Star Wars. Yeah, it's like Star Wars. I can remember. Everything Every from Star, Star Wars. I that was a good age from, as well. Arguably from the latest ones. I don't remember anything from the latest. Yeah, the, the, the Disney trilogy. Like, um, uh, Avengers, we can remember that. Avengers, oh, well, of course, the Avengers theme. Even then with... with it, yeah, 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 yeah. It was like... Um, it's like with Avengers, I think that's what Marvel had for a very long time. Their biggest problem was the soundtrack. Now they're nailing it. Now they're nailing it because they're hiring good musicians. The Although Winter, the Winter Soldier soundtrack. And oh, stuff. Henry, that's that's the composer I was missing. Henry Jackman. Henry Jackman. My God, what I I was I I didn't I didn't know about his work in the Winter Soldier because I was introduced to his work in the Kingsman. Y- you know the scream thing on the soundtrack when it's yeah like that, that apparently is Bucky when he falls in Captain America Winter Soldier Part One, but it's actually like amplified. Oh, I remember. Someone else who did this, Daniel Pemberton for the Spider-Verse soundtrack. The Spider-Verse soundtrack was so, so, so good. One of the main villain soundtrack, one of the main villain soundtrack and sound effect was literally just an edited version of an elephant making the noise. Mm. Like It's like, wh- soundtracks, we're in such a good age of soundtracks and everyone's doing it. I think that we're gonna hit well i wouldn't say recession but i think we're gonna hit a crash soon like of like you know you think it's gonna go bad again i think it might go bad soon because everyone's now trying to change the game with their soundtrack you had hans zimmer using his the the, the watch you had daniel pemberton using like dj and stuff and using actual sound effects and we've got people using less and less score like i think if infinity war 
was scored by someone else way back. The Infinity War score was. It was. It was it, I think that's that's a ten out of ten. When score. Thanos is just sitting there watching over the universe, it's like Porch is such a good song. That it, it's and like the, such a chilling way when you first see that moment of where he sat there and that song starts playing yeah and it just cuts yeah and, and it cuts on a happy note as well yeah it's like it's, a major key it's so. like the dude just killed everyone and he's just sitting there like hmm. yeah I, like, did, I did i did i did the job he did it yeah and like that soundtrack just added to and it. it was it ended on a major key so that you knew that it was san thanos film as well and that's the problem is if it was if that was scored by anyone else i guarantee you there'd be like intense music happening during the dust because mm. I liked how the film... I, I think we're going to hit like a moment where people don't put music... I like how people don't put music in some scenes that elevates it. But well, I think it's like... Uh, did you... What, would you rather the dust have music? No, no. Yeah, I was going to say, the dust, no. the dust without if it music was, was so if it was, if it was If it was scored by like anyone else, if they had that scene, if they had like that scene where it had like music, like intense music as everyone's dusting and you're like, oh, it's like sad music. It's like... You feel like you're being manipulated. Yeah, like, but the, the 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 reason the dust is such a powerful scene is because it's, it's silence. It, it it is just emotional. There's no emotional manipulation there. You don't. You're just people, watching your favorite. All you die. hear, yeah, exactly. All you hear is just like just thunder and yeah. them dusting away, and and then it leads into Thanos's theme, like the porch at the end. Yeah, then that, perfection. It's 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 just absolutely. I think it's, just, it's such an amazing. I think film soundtracks in general, in a good like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. That the score, I will, I will honestly say the score is one of the top scores in the superhero film. Like one thing that I like DC for, is that they never lack on their soundtracks. Oh, but uh, fucking not even uh, like Man of Steel Man and of Batman Steel. v Superman Man, did Man. have banging soundtracks. Uh, um, what was it called? The Man of Steel one, which like, who are you, who oh, what are you gonna do when you're not saving the world? Oh God, I love that soundtrack. Yeah, the, the, I think just. Hans Zimmer, because Hans Zimmer said that he's not scoring a super. After I think it was after Batman v Superman, he said he's not scoring a superhero film again. Why? Uh, because he felt like he wants to do more stuff afterwards. But he's coming back, and guess which film he's scoring in his comeback into superhero genre? Batman. No. Endgame. No. When is it coming out? This year. Spider Man. No. The fuck? What else is coming out this year? There's there's a the superhero films coming out this year. Uh oh god, it's gonna be so wank, isn't it? It is. Wait, let me guess. Uh, can I have a clue? Uh, the, the biggest clue is that nothing's happened with it in ages. Please don't say Hellboy. No. Um, it is a superhero film and it is one of the bits. is Marvel. Marvel? Yep. Is it weird that I'm not guessing? Oh my God, do not say X-Men. It is, it is. Hans Zimmer. He's scoring Dark, Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. He's scoring Dark Phoenix. <laughs> How they got him, I, can ne- I will never, ever... Is this I- why you said Dark Phoenix has a good soundtrack? I'd say that's why I'm saying Dark Phoenix might have a good soundtrack because Hans Zimmer's on it. How the hell Fox got him on is beyond me. I saw the interview. I saw the I saw the interviews and it was like saying that like, oh I like the direct I like the director's vision and everything. I was like, you know what this sounds like? This really smells like the Amazing Spider-Man Two all over again. It's gonna be so shit. <laughs> it's gonna be so bad. Oh, oh, I can't I'm wait. I'm going into that film with zero expectations. I'm, go- I'm going to Sophie Turner. Other than when she's in Game of Thrones, sorry, Chief. I'm sorry for you. Chief, no, no, no. Name. Honestly, even in game, even helps. even in Game of Thrones, even recently, she, it's like I heard. Perf- I did not like a performance. It's like, she it's cannot in, act in the trailer. In the- <laughs> she just can't, dude. 
<laughs> she can't. And there are a lot of bad actors in Game of Thrones. Like, don't get me wrong, Tyrion. What's his name? What's his real name? What? 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 Peter Dinklage. Yeah, Peter Dinklage in 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 Infinity War. He was the only bad actor. I just couldn't stand that before. Where's the Where's the axe? Where's the handle? <laughs> it's like. like Bro, what is with these Game of Thrones actors when, I'm they being come in, when they come into other franchises? I think it's the case they've been engrossed so much by Game of Thrones. That, that they're like, let's channel Game of Thrones in every character we play. <laughs> like Maisie Williams. Oh my goodness. When is she, she bad in other films? Cause I Ooh, Doc, Doctor Who. When she was in Doctor Who, I okay, was like... Bro. I haven't watched Doctor Who since. I know, but honestly, when she, her episodes of Doctor Who were well, honestly, I think her recurring character, even though her involvement did lead to like the outright best episode of Doctor Who recently in like all of all time, I still think she's just like she was not good in Doctor Who, and also she's in the the New Mutants, which also reminds me. Is that still that's not? It's coming. still no. It's okay, so coming, I'm coming, I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna wait. I need to show you up close. I'm gonna show you an image. This is this is Disney's. They Disney recently had a summit. These are all the films. It's it's a camera picture. Picture, but these are all the films they've confirmed to release in 2019. Um, I noticed how they've they've added Fox properties gonna, onto I, it as well. I'm gonna read. The, oh yeah, the fuck. I'm gonna read this to every Frozen two. Yeah. Do you not see the trailer? Fuck no. God. Yeah, but anyway, the trailer. Did oh, that uh, just goes straight back to my argument from last week. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's make another remake of another fucking shit film. Um, <laughs> um, Although Cap it looks better, Captain Marvel. All right, uh, Dumbo. You said it's shit. Mm, so uh, Endgame. That's uh, gonna be the best-selling film of all time. Tolkien. Tolkien. Is that about Tolkien? It's about J.R. Tolkien. I saw the trailers for it. It looks good. It's it's Fox. It's Fox Searchlight. That's why. Okay. Uh, Dark Phoenix. Lol. Uh, Penguins. What the fuck is that? That's a oh, Disney don't say nature. It's an animated film. No, it's a nature. It's a nature documentary. Okay. It's a nature uh, documentary. Don't Aladdin. Toy Story 4. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I see the pain in your face. Uh, Stuber, what's that? Is that cool? What? Stuber. Uh, that doesn't look something that I... Stuber. Oh, that, no, that, that's, a, that's a Fox film. If it doesn't have Disney on it, then it's Fox. The Lion King. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm actually kind of... Uh, I'm apprehensive about The Lion King in general, honestly. I watched the trailer, and um, it's interesting that they haven't shown anyone it's the It's the same, direct, it's the same it, director. They haven't shown... And it's the same guy doing Mufasa. Oh, uh, yeah. But they but everyone shown, else is gone. They haven't shown anyone speak yet. Apart from Mufasa. Oh, really? Apart from Mufasa, I, yeah. I haven't seen that. Uh, New Mutants, I don't even know. Like, yeah, but in general, that's the only parts of the like. Star Wars still hasn't got a name. It hasn't got a name. And it comes out in less than nine months. Yep. I think the trailer's going to be attached to Endgame. What? Okay, so wait. Okay, wait, so the trailer's going to be at the end of Endgame? The beginning of Endgame before it starts. That would be so cool. Yeah, wait. Even, even I would be hyped for Star Wars. Because that. that's what film companies do. And so, that, Dude, imagine we see Infinity War, then, then we see a Star Wars trailer, and then we see Endgame. Oh, and then, yes, and, then, and then we get a post-credit scene. Apparently, there actually might be a post-credit scene. And there might be. There might be. But who will return? Oh, say, say Spider-Man. It'll be a Spider-Man post-credit scene. I just noticed. Nah. It will. Because it, it has it will say Spider-Man will return and Spider-Man Far From Home. Imagine if it's Thanos will return. It cool. won't. It won't. They already did that. Yeah. Um, imagine, imagine if it said like Ultron will return or um, Doctor Doom will return, even though he hasn't. Even I don't been think in it. it will. Doctor Do Doctor it Doom will enter. Or it some will. Shit it like it that. always does the actor or actress who will appear what in the they, in the next one. What can realistically probably can't, but could they record? We've already spoken about this before, but could they record a post credit scene uh, for for a Fox character and shove it? Unfortunately, the Russos have they... said that every we are they're still tweaking. They're still tweaking the film, but there will be no new picture. What they filmed is the final film. Oh, that's fucking. So yeah, it's pretty much the um. It's like there's no there will, there will be no changes. 
No. So it was. It's like with the with the um. I think should I do another question real quick because we talked so much about scores and everything. Yeah, we did go on for quite a while about that. Yeah. Um. What's the best and worst animated film that you have seen, Charlotte? Just asked. Worst animated. The best and worst. Minions. Minions. Wait, best and worst. The the best uh, the the best film and the worst film. Best Minions, worst uh, Toy Story two. You are fucking joking if you say. Are, are you sw- are you swapping them? You're still baiting me. You're swapping both of them. I'm not baiting. You can't. You minions, minions, is, minions. Minions is a beast film. Minions. It's a beast film. Minions. Yeah. Not Despicable Me. No, minions. Oh, uh, you're baiting. You're baiting. You minions, have to be baiting. Minions is a beast film. Toy Story isn't. Yeah. What about Incredibles? Minions. Interesting. You're gonna get crucified. <laughs> you, you are going to get crucified. <laughs> yeah, I'd say with my one, it's probably Spider Verse. Minions, alright. Spider Verse. Minions, good. And the worst was Minions. Fuck off, really? Got you. I've, I've seen worse. I've seen worse. But I'd say what, the worst. Uh, what, the, have you seen Toy Story three? But yeah, of course I have. So you've seen worse. Yeah, I've seen worse. Let's <laughs> carry on. <laughs> oh, it's all it's awful. Uh, oh yeah, I swear Fraser said in the past that he hates animated films. How come if he hasn't? Sorry, no. You, Imogen, he said it. He said you went wrong. You yeah. went wrong. I just hate them because they're all like people complain about superhero films being rehashed pieces of <sighs> shit. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, I hate the animated film industry because ninety percent of it is remakes of or no sequels. Even worse, sequels. They're all sequels to everything, and they're all unoriginal, and they all have the plot device of where the when one random good character turns out to be a surprise villain. Nobody fucking cares. That's- Disney. That that's the most yeah. Disney thing ever. They used to. There's no good villains anymore. It's all boring. Name, but other than Spider Verse, and I haven't even seen that film. Yeah. And I know that's good because I've seen how everyone goes crazy I about that. And I will watch it. that film. But I am passionately hateful towards animated films because they are wank. They are wank, and you'll never convince me that they are not wank. They used to be good up until 2009. The mm. last good one was Wally. Up. Or what, up 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 yeah the yeah. last good one was up i liked up up was good uh, did they make did they make up too no thank fuck and they pixar have ne- pixar's uh, pixar's whole whole philosophy is not as a company a is not to make sequels until recently until recently that's because they've kind of God, run out of ideas and even then you, the original the original ones they've done are good that's i'm going to be adamant by saying coco and inside out were decent well, this is this. It's just why I hate. That's the reason I hate animated films because they just so many sequels. And, and, and you need to understand as well that animation is expensive. And but also, it's people may say, "Well, there's so many sequels to films you'd go on about." That's very true. But these sequels, they're not there for creative outlets. I think yeah, every film's there to make money. Don't get me wrong. But mm. these films. Are only there to yeah, make they're, money. They're, they're, they're films. only As yeah. Shuffle, it's like I think yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, exactly nip- that. They're there for you to do. you remember that? Do you, wait, is that is that like one guy from Toy Story One? I remember that. Yeah, exactly. I remember. It was like, I remember. Yeah, like, like, it's like that's why I hate animated films. And favorite um, Imogen asked once again. Favorite film soundtrack, not just Marvel. Favorite <laughs> film in general, because <laughs> uh, he knows you're gonna say Marvel. Um, Duel of Fates from Star Wars. I'd say soundtrack in general, the entire thing. I'm going to say Inception. I've cut. You know what? I've kind of. I've got my Spotify is filled Ooh. to the brim well, with. We got, we're not gonna say sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, 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 we're yeah. Not gonna say, say Marvel. Uh, the one from DC. Uh, you know the one I'm talking about. Uh, from Superman. Man of Steel. Now, what are you gonna do if you're not saving the world? 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd say soundtrack though, because I think it's talking about album and albums, albums in general. What I'm going to say is if you've seen a TV show, I don't think you've seen it, but it's a TV show called Utopia. No. I meant I talked about it. It's a Channel 4 show and I'm very sad that they cancelled it. But one consistent thing about that show is how banging the soundtrack is. Yeah. I'm saying banging with a capital B because that soundtrack is so, so good. If I I don't think I can recommend a TV soundtrack as much as Utopia. So you just type in Utopia and Utopia 2. If you go see that soundtrack, it'll, it's literally like essential viewing it's the most cinematic tv show i've seen from british tv yeah and i'm so sad that channel 4 cancelled it when they did because it's like it's it's just oh my goodness i i'm i, I miss it that's some more um this is i'm sorry if i'm i'm sorry if i'm not pronouncing all of your names correctly i'm probably gonna get crucified when this comes out but you've got dog like a dogs for tro your favorite books please uh harry potter of course you're gonna say harry potter i'd say I'm gonna say one. I'd say it's a girl. It's still. It's like a young adult. Not even young adult. I'd say it's kind of a, a 11, 12 plus series. But Skullduggery Pleasant. Oh, I thought we were gonna say Percy Jackson. <laughs> Fuck. No. <laughs> no. It's uh, no Skullduggery Pleasant. That my that one. I've been in. I've been invested in the Skullduggery Pleasant franchise since the first book in two thousand and seven. Yeah. I've read all of them as it came out. The new ones coming out this year. I'm. Je- I've never actually been hyped for a book. Really? I've because I, when I when I started with Harry Potter, I started by the time the last one came out. I started like I started when the last one came out. That picture is fucking horrifying. You're not hyped for the next uh, win, uh, Winter. Win- You're not hyped for Winter Winter. The next book in the Game of Thrones. Well, it's not Game of Thrones franchise, but it's never coming out. What? It's never coming out. No, it is. It's never coming out. It is. A Dream right. of Spring is coming too. Yeah, I. I, I That's the one after. Uh, it's coming and if it doesn't come he's going to give it to a son does he have a son he's going to die does he have a son I don't think he does Does I'm not going to google it yeah uh, I don't I don't don't think he's going to give it to somebody he's going to give it to his daughter no he's going to die with it no he even (laughs) said he said if he dies he's got this prepared and I'm pretty Uh. sure if he dies the book will be written what no sorry I just I just I I, I, my microphone swiveled around uh, the book will be written but it will be written by (laughs) It would be written by D and D. Don't kill me. And it would be no. And it would be written written by somebody in his family and Stephen King. They'll all group <laughs> oh, no. up. They'll all group up and they'll make it. Oh, God. No, because Stephen King could do it. Because Stephen King writes some freaky shit. Stephen King, right? Honestly, don't describe it. I, Ste- not on this podcast. Just say he writes freaky shit. Because there's that one scene in it and it's fucked up. We I know, but Stephen King in general, he can't write endings for shit. He's no, he's notorious for being extremely shit at Pennywise writing endings. Pennywise turns into big spider. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sorry like, for spoiling it for you lads. Like honestly, I'm going, I'm going to say it. Uh, like Stephen King is very, very shit at writing endings. And even then, I'm going to say he's past his prime. He hasn't written anything good in ages. Yeah, does he release anything? No, does he releases he? a book like every minute. Yeah, I know. And he, well, he he tweets every nanosecond about some stuff. Trump. Yeah, I love Trump. He's oh, a good, God. good lad. Orange, Please. what's it, what's it, man? Don't say that on here, Chief. <laughs> what's it, man? <laughs> um, we've already said thoughts about the Joker movie. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Your favorite horror movies? Did we talk about this on the last podcast? Yeah, we did. Uh, uh, but have you we said spoke your, about it today? Like I yeah, said, but have you said what your favorite horror movies are? I don't. Uh, uh, you don't have uh, any favorite. I'm just gonna say Sinister for now. 
Yeah, I'd say Sinister. Good choice. Um, someone, uh, I, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing this, but Fighty or Fiddy, uh, please talk about the trailer for Brightburn, James Gunn's produced film. Not it's seen not, it. Can't. You've not seen it? No. God damn it! I just, uh, anyway, it's like... It's your it, job to send me these trailers. Yeah, and it's, well... I tweet about the trailers all You're the time. You're like the guy that knows everything and I just have to do my homework before yeah. and then I come on here and shit on everyone's dreams by telling them I dislike their films. Oh, you've never watched I, them. I am surprising. I, I didn't expect this, but I'm the contrarian of this podcast. Yeah. I am you the thought, guy that hates everything. You thought I'd be the one that's being like, oh, this film is shit because I say it is. It's like, no, you're the one that's saying it's shit. <laughs> I hate everything. You genuinely- everything you guys love. I despise. To be fair, every uh, to be fair, I do despise it as well. It's just phrases are more more vocal about the, how much he despises. This is it. just my outlet to like put vent. all my vent or my anger into films that are terrible. Yeah, did you take? Yeah, you have to take it out on you know like just the on poor Zach filmmakers. Or oh, Zack Schneider, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you so much. <laughs> but it's uh, like it's it's with Brightburn. Brightburn. The one thing that I found really funny about the making of Brightburn is that the film is marketed in such a way they snided Marvel for firing him for Guardians of the Galaxy and James Gunn is back now. He's James fighting. Gunn's not actually making the film. What people don't seem to Wait. understand... What? James Gunn's not directing Brightburn. Oh, sorry, I thought you said he's not directing Guardians. No, of course he's doing that. Like, fucking done That would be bad. stupid. But it's like, everyone says, oh, it's James Gunn's film, it's his vision. It's, it's not... Someone else is directing it. The director of Brightburn is the person who directed the music video for Guardians Inferno. Okay. That director, I haven't seen all the other filmography, but I noticed that he's <sighs> directing it. It's been, it's not even written by James Gunn. It's been written by his, like, he, he's got a family of guns. It's literally a, a big family of guns. Oh, and it's like- America have a lot of them. Yeah. What? I just got that. That took that took me half a second. That <laughs> took me half a second. That is what that that's a that's a good one. I, I'll give you that one. Thank I'll you. give you that one. Thank you. But I'd say, in general, it's. I think Brightburn. I think I, I'm. Be, I'll be interested to see what Brightburn's like. We actually no. You're lying when you say you didn't see the trailer because it happened before us. Did it? Yeah, the Brightburn trailer was before us in the in the cinema. Do you think I was paying attention? Yes, I do. I was probably because you were phone. talking about it. I was probably on my phone. I, I probably have seen it. I just can't remember it. I, yeah. I, I get very tired very easily. Yeah, you really do. Um, I've been yawning this whole thing. He has been yawning this whole thing. Um, Let's keep answering what I enjoy answering questions. Any more questions though? There's because, like fifty. I looked. Uh, I know. I'm just trying to think because all of them are like all all of them Trash. are. Yeah, they're not good questions, lads. We need better questions. Um, also, dear, but from Kyla or Super Mega. Also, do you guys like the smaller indie film fest movies at all, or is it mainly the ones talked about on the big screen? I do like indie films because indie films are the reason we get a lot of top tier films because these indie film directors finally get given high budgets. And they go on to make films like David love. F. Sandberg, who went from an indie film, an indie short film, to an indie really large film to Shazam. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like A24 is a good studio. I'd say it's a bit overrated. They're the only ones that have the balls in the film industry to go for those these art house films. And I'd say It Comes at Night is probably one of their best films. Loads of people didn't like it because they watched the trailer first. I did. But yeah. yeah, A24. That's that's those two questions in one. So two birds, one stone. Uh, favorite anime movies that aren't by Studio Ghibli or Studio Ghibli? Oh Jesus, that's fucking difficult. Your name? Huh? Your name? 
Is that not made by them? It's not. Ghibli. I'll go for your name then. That's yeah. fucking. Cool. I think your your name is a class class film. Great. Instead of anime, and I think well, Dragon Ball. Sad. Yes, very sad. But I'd say Dragon Ball Super Broly was good as well. I'm not even gonna lie. I genuinely even didn't going dra- in blind. Didn't Dragon didn't Broly didn't was Dragon good. Dragon Ball film come out this year. Yes, Broly came out oh, this really? year. Was it any good? Yeah, it was good. It's a, I think it's the best. Dra- I'm gonna be. It's a hot take, and I don't think everyone's gonna agree with me. But I say recently with Dragon Ball being in a bit of a rut. Because uh, Super uh, ended. Are they gonna like? Yeah, no, they're continuing uh, Super. They're continuing Super. Well, the anime. Yeah, the the so TV one. Is it? Oh, what is they restarted it or some shit? Not restarting it. It was when Super ended. It was just a break, yeah. but a very extended break. In that break, they had Broly. Broly was good. I watched Dragon Ball loads as a kid. Yeah, I'm, I kind of I kind of missed the whole thing. I'm, like, I'm in the anime hype, but I can't talk I can't talk much about anime because Fraser hasn't seen any. Because it's like I have to I normally see what's up. Like because some anime have good writing, some haven't, and some are really well made, some did, aren't. But did you like grow up with anime? Because I like no. uh, I'd you, say wait, in so terms you didn't, what you didn't in terms like, no in terms of anime, Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh. I wasn't the four kid. Yeah, I was stuck with four anime. kids. Yeah, I know, I know. P- but Beyblade. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I but I think in terms of anime. The ones that I grew up with were so watered down with four kids that when I rewatched them when they were on Crunchyroll and Netflix, I was like, I don't remember this. Pokemon in Japan has guns. Yeah, Pokemon. Pokemon's dark. No, Yu-Gi-Oh is dark. Yu-Gi-Oh is dark. As in, it's I cool. thought it's about the fucking shadow. Game. It's a, no, not just no, no, no. It's not shadow. You do realize it's not the shadow realm. When you lose a jewel, you die. Die. Yeah. I was like. Huh? I literally when I watched that and the guy died, I was like, and he disappeared forever. I was like, what? Yeah. Well, I literally like what? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's no, a bit, it's a bit, it's I a, never knew that. It's a bit different. Uh, <laughs> we got any more questions? I want to some more. Uh, let me, let me, let me see. Let me, let me open it again. This is like, but this is basically just like the chill time where we just sit down and just answer yeah. questions and stuff. Uh, everyone's saying Shazam, 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 and Pet Cemetery. Oh, uh, wait, I beg you to. Um, let's see. Oh my goodness, these are these are. I think the questions are mainly just like we've we've covered a lot of them. You got like in one, like um, we've said your favorite books, reality TV shows, any ones that you hate you hate or like. Do they still exist? Yeah, they do, but they're Netflix. Remember, like they they all just do reality TV shows. Is it isn't that like X Factor? No, that's I wouldn't say. No, that's a reality TV show, is it not? Yeah, it kind of is. I'd say. I Didn't we get a question about Bray's Got Talent? Yeah, we did. Bray's Got uh, Talent coming back. That uh, was asked by Yaz. All I can say is Yaz. Uh, Yaz, what's their at? I want to address them directly. What? I want to address them directly. What's their at? Their at is Will Any Slut. (laughs) (laughs) First off, I'm not surprised you watch Britain's Got Talent because you have that at. Uh, And two. Please stop watching Britain's Got Talent. It is terrible and they are awful. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no, Britain's Got Talent is actually genuinely awful. Stuff. No, no, it's awful. And they treat everyone awfully. They there. treat the contestants like shit. If, if you if you want to know what we mean for further details, just type up, like, just type in Britain's Got Talent contestant contract. Type that up on YouTube. Yeah, and or you just can, type in Britain's Got Talent contract. Yeah, it'll come up. You type that stuff. in and then you will really change the way you look at Britain's Got Talent because you do it. It's people's job to edit it the way they do. When people say, oh, I'm going to be on TV when I'm on Britain's Got Talent. No, you're not. You yeah, really you're aren't. You're not. It's like, uh, let's see. Um, what? Any other tap to sound come? Yeah, I'm just. I'm literally just going the thing. Coffee. I'm on the coffee club one. Uh, movies based off books. Are they good or bad? Well, I think there've been more misses than hits. Yeah, there's yeah. been more misses than hits. I mean, there's been about what three good 
For, Harry Three? Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. Don't even say the Hobbit. Just don't say the. Hobbit. I'm not saying the Hobbit. Yes. Harry Potter, arguably, Lord of the Rings. Nah, Harry Potter did good. Let's yeah, because be I'm a big Harry Potter fan, and I know everything about the books. But the book, the films did good. They the did film, good. the films did good for they what did they did got good given. for what they had. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I still think Half Blood Prince kind of fucked it with the book. Yeah, Half Blood Prince was shit. It yeah. was a shit film. Yeah. Ironically, it used to be one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it's weird though because. The Order of the Phoenix is one of my favorite films in Harry Potter, but it's considered one—not personally, but it's considered in the Harry the Potter fan base. Is one of the weakest books. Yes, is considered. I argue. To be fair, I went. I plowed through seven hundred and thirty-four pages of that book just to realize that what happened. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. As in, the, the it was the only Harry Potter film where there was no conclusive thing, really. Yeah, like Sirius died. The fight, uh, like the fight, although the fight was good. The fight between Dumbledore and Voldemort in the film was so good. Actually, yeah, what happened? Umbridge, Umbridge. That's the only thing I. Oh, genu- she was dope I genuinely remember. I genuinely, I genuinely only really remember Umbridge's all "I must not tell lies" thing for a book with seven hundred pages. You'd expect like some. I mean, Voldemort was cool in it. Voldemort was dope. That's when we first get to see Voldemort. I think that's what it was about. Showing Voldemort fuck with Harry. In the Ministry of Magic and everything as well. In control of his mind as well. Like when the Dementors, I think it was the Dementors in Order of the Phoenix that came and attacked Harry and Dudley in the beginning. beginning. And I was like, I remember reading that for the first time. I was like, yeah, I, I think I think the reason they did it is because they needed one film uh, of where they're still consistent at Hogwarts, but also it's uh, it's a case of like Voldemort hasn't quite taken over, but mm-hmm. it, it needs to show Voldemort's progression in his human form. And then the sixth one is Voldemort's plan is now coming into place. Mm-hmm. It's a beginning. And then it's a mid part of his plan. And, and then Deathly then Hallows then is the execution. Hallows. Yeah, it's the, the execution, execution. Literally. Um, I, most of the questions we've done, Sophie has asked short films like in a heartbeat, but I've talked about short films, especially with Lights Out and stuff. Um, let's see. Far From Home, we've made some... Well, there's not much to talk about with Far From Home other than... Jack Gyllenhaal's a beast, that's about it. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's, like, what was our most viewed episode? The first one. What's the views? Five thousand. No. What's the hour? What the hour mark? What the length? Yeah. Like one hour twenty nine. Wait. No. I swear the last one was longer. The, our last one was the long longest one. Really? Yeah. The last one was the longest oh, one. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it was. Uh, we should. We didn't. We didn't really have a very good title for that, but it still did okay. Uh, yeah. But um, I I mean, <laughs> I, I I can't. Do we do we break the record again? How long have we been doing this one? Hey, we've got another ten minutes to go, but I don't. Even, what could we talk about for ten minutes? Um, I genuinely don't updates. I'll earn no, updates. No, I don't personal. like updates. updates. No, let's update, not do updates. updates oh, I'm gonna do another update. Yay! Wait. Oh yeah, one. Th- I was gonna mention something about animated films extremely quickly. Wait, wait, wait. I've got one. We've got, we've got, a to- we've got a topic we haven't spoken about. What? Doctor Motherfucking Who. That is extremely true. Do we just do a dedicated episode? I think we do one because I think I'm, I in need- fact, you know what? I'm gonna throw let's throw a recommendation out there because we just came off the back of watching a video by Nitpicks about guy. how bad serious uh, series. Pardon? Ser- yes, two. two yeah, uh, we we talked. They they just discussed how bad series eleven was for the show in general Shit. and the character. Well, and well, we have I have you fully watched it. But I, I watched. Watch I watched it. it. I, I dropped it. What do they say about Jodie Whittaker? 
Oh, they say they they say from what she's been given, it's not it's not good. Like her own character, the reason why Matt Smith took the Doctor and made it his. David Tennant and Christopher Eccleston played brooding versions of the Doctor as a character. The problem with Jodie Whittaker though is that as an they did. I think the only thing they really commented about Jodie Whittaker was how good she was in Black Mirror. Really? Yeah, and how the fact that Chris Chibnall has taken her and made the Doctor like empty. This like is... the Doctor does. It's, they commented on something that I that frustrated me the most about the latest season. The Doctor does fuck all. Is there a lot of like? I I don't want to be controversial, but is there a lot of like woman empowerment? Virtual so virtue yeah, signaling. Is that in it? They talk they talk about that in the nitpicks video. They don't have as much. The Rosa Parks episode is the only one that does, and I... the problem is. It doesn't do much. The I, problem with the yeah, sorry. The problem with the problem with the later season and is that it's not even that the episodes are like oh SJW. They even talk about how the SJW thing is just not really with this show. Yeah. The problem is the episodes that they do talk about empowerment and stuff like racial issues and they go to do good like period time periods. The villains are just shit. It's it's shit writing. Well, it's like. The villains in that days were like racist. Yeah, I know. And, and the guy who did really it was like, that no, the villain in the Rosa Parks episode was literally a racist. And it's not really, it's cool. Like it's cool what they did, but it's, it's it just wasn't good. How Doctor Who works is that you have a villain, yeah. and in it's in this time zone, and you also see this like this is how it used to be. Like you'd see this dramatic thing from history, but also at the same time something's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so they've done it so many times. Like, even in World War Two, for example, there was like they showed the effects of war, but they also had cool story times going on. Yeah. Or with um, the uh, fucking um, the the family of blood. Yeah. So it's it's uh, 1913, and it's about the family of blood. But yeah. And they show they managed to show kids fighting in war, like young kids. And, and the effect that it has on them as well. Yeah, and it, it's cool. And it also has that remembrance bit at the ending, and it's yeah. really powerful. And that's really powerful. It's really well done. That's how these things should be yeah. done. But but Series 11, in general, didn't really do that. It didn't really execute the main it, problem. It's very weird how this keeps happening. There's good female actors giving these big lead roles. And they've done lead roles before, but for some reason, when there's this crowd of people being like, Yes, we have a woman. We, we, we have a woman. We have a woman in charge, and that's great. Turns but out to be not good. But but it's like they t they for some reason, despite being good in other things, turn out to not be very good. Now I don't know if that's their acting, or I don't know if that's just a coincidence. It is of down scripts. to the writing in this case. So because I don't know, the there's episodes, a pressure there. Yeah, the episodes that Chris Chibnall didn't write in the new ones turned out to be okay. And it was like, they, um, the Rosa Parks episode, the problem is, th with racial issues, they even raised it when Martha, Martha was a, a female black companion to the Doctor, and they went into time periods where race was a thing. And I remember when Martha was saying stuff like, you know, in the family of blood, yes, where it's like, yes. you're black. Literally, I said, there were one, there were one, you know, there were one rating away from calling her the N-word right then and there. <laughs> no, they, dude, they were. <laughs> it was really the closest bad. they were. Like, in, really... in the family of blood, that principle, where it's like, she's literally a slave. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, it's like, but that, subtleness is a good way of showing what and she like. even mentions as a companion saying that oh the doctor like talks about it but Martha's like oh do they know they're not going to hang she literally said they're not going to hang me or anything and the doctor said no it's fine And but in this one there was one character the one character in the Rosa Parks episode that actively slaps one of the main the, the main one of the main companions who's black and afterwards they're just like oh that's not nice and they never raise it ever again they just did that for one scene to show one guy being super duper racist it's like look Look at this bad, super duper racist. It has uh, to. It has to be subtle. 
because and it has to work yeah it has to work as in it's realistic enough to like you can be racist and be outgoing so shout out to um, <laughs> are but you like, advocating for racism <laughs> Buff nine i am I, you know what i'm gonna say it <laughs> i'm gonna say <laughs> no i'm not gonna say it but i'm, I'm, you have I'm saying it's real i'm saying that in shows like it's unrelated but in shows like the sopranos tony soprano was racist he saw i remember in one scene in the show he's like he hates he hated like black people in some cases he saw uncle ben and he saw that Uncle Ben was black in, you know, the rice, the rice yeah. brand. He saw it black and he felt, he felt, he had, he had a straight, he had a fit. He had a stroke. Really? And I was like, wow, this is really racist. And also, since this guy is part of his character, it works. With Doctor Who, you had old, older episodes where it's like, it's it felt like it was there and it deserved to be there. It felt like it worked. In the new ones, it's literally just saying that, oh, you're black, you're bad and just, being like yeah it it makes it a caricature of it and if the if the writers really wanted to raise issues about racial profiling and everything if you do it in such a way that the person who's perpetuating the racism is such a caricature of themselves they won't take it seriously yeah. as in maybe that might be the that maybe that might be what they're trying to do they're trying to make it so it's like oh you shouldn't take racism seriously you're bigger than that but it's like the way they execute the way they do all these kind of charades it's like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it it's it should be there it it makes it feel worse also the uh got straying away from these issues with diversity and race yeah. uh because personally i don't think there was a problem of a female empowerment in these in these episodes of doctor who there wasn't uh, there was it, literally there was, the character. and i remember saying to people because uh, i was for jodie whittaker getting the role i liked that they I gave like her Judy. the role because i know she's a decent actor um but of, obviously there was always going to be that uh, anti-SJW crowd as we like to yeah. call them um, and who are, are just as bad as the SJWs themselves yep. ironically um, but yeah I, I didn't think there was a problem with empowerment I was just wondering from your perspective and clearly you don't think there was mm -hmm. but um, so I don't know if it's the case of pressure of being a woman actor or just in general bad scripting um, because it keeps on happening a woman actor even in Captain Marvel Brie Larson is a very fucking good actor. She, she is a good actor is. and she's she has proved herself time and time again. Yeah, but her, she was just... Her performance was stale in Captain That Marvel. was... I think that was on the director. Yeah. As a, we watched the video essay about how the Russos improved Captain America. I think the Russos will improve Captain Marvel for an endgame. But now I think if uh, you gave... Is it James, James Wan? James Wan. I think if James Wan did Captain Marvel... Then we would have had a one, probably one, maybe even the best origin story. I'm trying to think. James one, yeah, I th maybe. I think if you got, if you gave a capable director that does more stuff in that kind of field, who's used to it, they probably would do better. Because Ryan Coogler did well. Hell, if you had Patty Jenkins going from Wonder Woman to Captain Marvel, it would have been a bit better. Yeah, but you can't really jump. <laughs> I know, but Patty yeah, Jenkins. No, imagine if Patty Jenkins actually did Captain Marvel and had it. On the Marvel, who was, who was the director of Captain Marvel? It, it, so I, it was two people. It was like Anna Bowden and something else. Yeah, and I can't even remember exactly. And I, that was also why Captain Marvel felt like such a step back because the score was uninspiring as well, and the CGI was shit in some it, places it, as well. It, it was a phase one. Movie. It was a yeah. It was a phase one movie. It felt like a step back, but with Endgame now, it's like, oh my. You know God. what would have been cool? What? Even though it's completely unrealistic. Yep. If they made Captain Marvel in 2011 and never touched the character until Endgame. That actually would have worked. Yeah, because it would have been like, where is she? When Not she just that, Nick Fury would have had more fleshing out time before Winter Soldier. Yep. It would. It would now I un completely understand 
there probably wasn't much of a plan until Avengers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There wasn't the plan of Thanos until the... The Thanos is the first appearances in the end of the Avengers 1, am I right? Yes. Yeah. So that the plan only came in in 2012, well, 2011 when he started writing the script. So theoretically impossible, but it would have been nice to see Captain Marvel and then she just completely fucking disappears. Yeah. Because it because w- there would have I don't think there would have been exactly a quality difference because it just feels like I'm watching four one, uh, but as Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. I mean not the same story but like in terms of quality is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I I I think that Captain Marvel will be good in Endgame because she's mm-hmm. no doubt gonna get Russoed, mm-hmm. uh, and I put. Pre- Do you want to talk about my prediction? Of her, prediction of her dying. What's the prediction? Oh, I think Thanos is gonna kill her. But he goes uh, in the because tw- they basically released a TV What I'm about to trailer. do, I'm going to enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, very, okay. very much. Like, yeah. So Thanos is basically it's basically a TV spot, phasing TV spot, and uh, it shows like Tony Stark looking like, like looking like he's got like gangrened, kind of disheveled. Fucking yeah. hell, he, lo- he, he looked, looked ill. To be fa- to be fair, he didn't heal his do injuries know, from Infinity. Do you War. know what he looked like? What when his when in Iron Man in Iron 1, Man, yeah, when Iron his thing got taken out, when yeah. his little heart thing when his heart is arc reactor. Imagine if Thanos did that to him. Just takes, rips it out or something. Like, uh, you don't oh. need this. Cause, but it makes sense. Do you know why? Because in the Infinity War trailer, we this it makes sense to Iron Man does what I'm saying here. Yeah. It's because in the Infinity War trailer, the one of the first scenes was um, Peter Parker's death scene and it was Tony mm-hmm. Stark. Now maybe one of the first scenes in this trailer is Tony The Stark. end of the first hour of Endgame. Yeah. Uh, I think that's when he gets rescued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I, what I think it is, I think Captain Marvel will die and come back. I think. Um, Imagine Captain Marvel dies in this universe and in I the think next she, universe. I honestly think that we won't see a snap on the scale that we do, but I, st- I just feel like he's going to click his fingers. And oh, he's going to do something. He's going I to think individually. I think he's going I to think, make no, somebody go. I think he's going to use the Infinity Stones to do to kill. Like, because I think one thing you have because he hasn't one, done that. Yeah, one thing with the Infinity Stones, he hasn't used an individual Infinity to Stone kill. to kill someone at all. He almost, he almost nobody, killed Thor. He n- almost killed Thor because he like had he was about yeah. to use Power Stone. But nobody actually in the MCU has actually wait did no 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 um obviously people have but I'm wait oh no Loki's scepter killed people I know uh, but that was like kind of weird that was Loki's powers as that's well that's the only power stone that's and killed and also the, the, the power stone was only used and the only way they killed was because it was misused it just was Loki's scepter the power stone yeah no Loki's scepter was the tesseract it was a space stone space stone and the power stone was introducing Guardians of the Galaxy where someone slapped the collector I think it was a collector or someone but she went like oh I'm not your boss anymore and then yeah, touched it and died it, yeah. and then the Guardian then Ron, Ron, Ronan uh, got killed by the Guardians I just Thanos is going to kill someone. I think the, I think he's going to directly kill someone with the Power Stone or something yeah. like that. He's going to directly shoot it at someone. And I th- really think that they're going to go for a Days of Future Past ending where everyone dies, but then another universe comes in. Yeah, but wait, really? I, th- but like, I mean, like, everyone dies, but something happens in another universe that affects all the universes, causing them not to have died in the first place. But but have you noticed that uh, in this trailer, Thanos seems way more calm than he did in the Infinity War trailer? And also the planet, I confirmed it, the planet is Xander. Yeah. He is on Xander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, he just seems um, way more calm, so maybe it's more of like a holy warrior sort of vibe. Like, mm-hmm. he knows that he is the saviour of the yeah. universe. Yeah, he's just there, yeah. about to drop his and now, and now he's like... Now he's, 
I think Thanos kind of thinks he's like the guardian of the universe at this point. I think he thinks it's his duty and job to protect his sacrifice. He's the guardian of the galaxy now. Yeah, he is. Thanos like, is look the at me. Look at me. I'm, um, I'm the guardian of the galaxy longest, now. This is officially our longest podcast. How, well, we're going to have. Well, we, we're actually not going to have to cut much stuff out compared to last no, time. No, nothing's going to Nothing's getting cut out. This is the uncut episode. But yeah, should we wrap it up here? Um, I, well, don't I, didn't really expi- have I didn't explain why Captain Marvel's going to die. Did, did you know? I, I just think. For some reason, it makes sense because the Russo said that it's going to be focused on the last six Avengers. Why, why, why would it be focused on them when you have an all-powerful being like Captain Marvel? And she could easily be with Thor. What do you mean? As in she could easily, like... I mean, as in... Oh, I, so they go there. Yeah, yeah, but you can see in the trailer, she is going to Xander with them mm-hmm. in, the, in the emergency mission. Yeah. Um... With so, the, in the Benatar as well. Yeah. And she isn't in the little walking thing when they're walking in their little space suits. Yeah. So I think she's going to fucking die. And Neb- but Neb- but Neb- Nebula's not there either. Nebula, and you've estab- we've established that Nebula is has a shot in that place. Dying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like she, like, she does like a battle cry or something, but it's like she's there as well. So I think they will fight. Captain Marvel's going to fucking die. She's going to fucking die. You're gonna Thanos is just going to call her... Imagine, no, imagine, you know the Spider-Man thing when he pin, when he pins Spider-Man against the... Fl- yeah. uh, imagine if he would just get Captain Marvel just fucking choke slams her against the fucking yeah. floor and kills her. F- F- F5's a DDT yeah. <laughs> on the Goodbye. thing. Goodbye. Never yeah. comes back. Yeah, <laughs> just DDT, not even that, just does like a, a WWE move, just gets her RK- RKO Thanos, RKO's Captain Marvel <laughs> onto the ground. Like she tries to fly away and just like, no, ah, just like that. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, should we wrap it up there? Yeah, I think we should probably wrap it up there. This has been the longest episode of the Coffee Club podcast today. They're only going to get longer. It's going to turn into the Joe Rogan podcast where it's like six hours. Yo, we could go three hours. We are going to... Uh, one avenue that I really wanted to do was a live episode down the line. Yeah. Do you think after Endgame we should stream? Yes. No, no, no. It'll be too, uh, to be too late. Be oh, okay, late. yeah. In that case, we'll probably just do a podcast by then. But I'd, I'd that say... That podcast will be long. I'd say in general, I don't think we need to... I don't think we need to say at this point that it's on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud and everything. It's all in there. You probably would have seen that by this time. So I our think you all... Our social, social media is all in the description. Yeah, all the social media is in the description as always. And thank you guys for listening to or watching this episode of the Coffee Club podcast. And I will see you next time where we review Pet Cemetery, hopefully, and Game of Thrones. Shazam! Shazam! Oh or ca- Captain Spark. When? The- oh yeah. On. Oh yeah. Something. Something. Just to go in. But you know when they said when when the person called him Captain Sparkle Fingers. I yeah. thought I was going to say Captain Sparkles. I was going to. Th- I thought it was a Minecraft reference. Going there. <sighs> bye, I genuinely. Bye. I, g- I genuinely <laughs> thought. I genuinely. <laughs> yeah, bye, guys. Jesus, for the worst ending. The, the worst, worst ending. ending. We're still going. We're still going. Bye. Bye.